This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Having a terrible week will hang in there because we are back with your favorite Avatar The Last Airbender rewatch podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Muhammad, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Jacob Red. Jacob, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Zach. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking to find my weapon of choice. I think I might go on a shopping spree later today. I'm, I'm just ready to, you know, find my calling. That's what I'm here today to do. So nice. by the end of the podcast, I'll have a whole life vision. Uh, at least that, that's the trajectory I'm going for. Uh, how, how are you doing, Zach? Good. I think I found my calling, too. I think I want to be a black... If I was in a dix- district, I wanted to be in the blacksmithing district. I feel oh, like that was okay. so cool. Like, the blacks, him creating the sword that Sokka was doing. I thought that was amazing. So, that's the district I would want to be a part of. I was struggling with that question last week, but this week I figured it out. You know, it seemed pretty tedious to me, uh, sitting there, you know, breaking <laughs> coals and all that. But, hey... Uh, you know, uh, to each their own. We we need blacksmiths, I guess, in the world. Um, but yeah, we, we are not alone this week. Uh, we are joined by Brandon Lee Gouton, better known in his circles as BLG. Uh, he's the co-host of the SB Nation NFL show, as well as the co-founder of Bleeding Green Nation, where you can learn about all things Eagles. He's coming up into his busy season, so I'm glad we snagged him now before the NFL season got started. But uh, Brandon, how are you doing? Guys, uh, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. It's surreal being here with you guys as opposed to listening to your voices on 1.5 speed. Yes, I am a sicko who does that. <laughs> I do, uh, so too. it's nice I to be here. <laughs> I mean, I, there's so many podcasts. You have to, I feel like, in, in this day and age. Uh, I'm glad to be here with you. Glad to talk about the weather real quick. It's uh, We're getting into that nice fall weather. I know you guys like to talk about that yeah. uh, here in the podcast to start out. So really excited to be here. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, you just hit all of it. Uh, like, this is great. Uh, I'm glad the weather's good. Uh, yeah. Fall is just like such a good season. So, uh, yeah, I feel like it doesn't get enough talk about being great weather. But, uh, anyway, yeah, we're, we're very excited to have you on. Uh, hope, maybe we can also speak faster if it would make it seem more comfortable. It would make anyone listening back like incredibly, uh, awkward, but you know, eh, we, we can do it. No, it's, it's very um, exciting to have you on because you're probably our highest profile listener. I think. <laughs> probably the most Twitter followers out of anybody else who listens. So it's nice to have you on. 
Yeah, it's too kind. Too kind. How how did you get into Avatar? Like, why is why is Avatar a show that that you care about? Yeah, I mean, I just remember watching it. I think it was kind of at a time where good answer, right? I, I just remember watching it. Um, yeah. I, I remember watching it <laughs> at a time where I don't think we had cable, or like maybe we had just gotten it or or whatever. But I remember like being at my grandparents' house and they did have cable. So anytime I was there, like turning on Nickelodeon, the cartoons, and everything, and I'm like, wow, this show is like really, really cool and different, like something like I've never really experienced before. Um, and I remember like talking to my friends about that and like, aren't, isn't that like anime? And I'm like, well, it's like not, it's like different. Um, it's, it's, it's a different kind of its own thing. And I just thought it was so unique. And I was just, I never wanted to not watch an episode. Even if I had seen the episode before, whenever it was on, I'm like, I really want to watch the show. I love it a lot. So were yeah. you watching it live or what did you start? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was watching it when, you know, episodes were coming out, which makes me feel really old. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's just, it's, just, it's like, I can't tell you. And it's so weird, right? In today's day and age to think about that, like watching a show live as it goes on, not like binging it, not, not watching it on a streaming platform. But yeah, that was my first, uh, run through it all. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that is cool. Like I definitely, I remember like waiting for episodes to come out and I'd like, uh, like, yeah, especially like going into like the finale, I was like, excited to see where this is going like uh yeah this was this was quite a fun show to watch live it's also fun to do like week by week because every time i've watched it since i'm always doing it in a binge but i feel like doing it week by week and slowing it down i appreciate it so much more um so yeah i'm I'm a big fan of that important question before we get too far what nation would you be a part of if you were a, a bender absolutely and i took multiple quizzes to i was like i gotta get multiple. this right yeah, I took wow. multiple online quizzes, different sites, different like many different things. I'm like, I want to make sure I'm getting this answer right. Because going into it, I thought maybe I'd be an earthbender. But it turns out, uh, again, the quizzes don't lie. This is very scientific. Uh, you know, these questions that they ask on the internet, which are kind of funny. You know, cause the, the polling is very like, there are a lot of leading questions. It's like, what's mm-hmm. your favorite thing? Air <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Uh, but uh, I, I ended up and I was surprised with multiple answers that said I'm an airbender. And I think okay. that's kind of surprising in that I'm someone who likes order and I don't consider myself super free spirited because I like structure and everything. But I think I can be very easygoing in terms of like going with the flow and everything and, and kind of mm-hmm. more passive and peaceful than I am aggressive or anything. So I kind of see it a little bit. I mean, okay. you're an Eagles yeah. fan, fly, Eagles yes. fly, airbender, yes. not too far. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, that, that's, that's good. I'm glad that, you know, coming on a podcast leads to so much self-reflection. Uh, that's <laughs> great. I, I'm, I'm glad to know that, you know, you totally flipped and also going from earthbender to airbenders, like that's a total 180. Like, uh, this is a big shift. Like you might need to watch out for other parts of your life that are just going to change now that you're seeing yourself as an airbender. It's very surprising. Um, I didn't yeah. expect that to happen, but I'm here and uh, I'm okay with it. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, you know, maybe you can find a master to uh, to help you grow in your airbender ways like Sokka finds here. Uh, I Overall, I thought this episode was really fun. I really liked this episode. I, I had a great time watching it. Uh, Zach, what were your sentiments when you were, when you were watching the episode? Yeah, I really loved this episode. First, we get Sokka and his master and like Sokka learning the ways of the sword. It's just beautiful to watch. The music's really on point this episode. And it's nice. We like, we've had an Aang episode, then a Katara episode, then a Sokka episode. So it's nice. We're getting like a Sokka centric episode here. And we also get the 
debut of yoked iro so that's another <laughs> cool thing in this episode too we get like swole iro here so yeah overall i really enjoyed this episode probably my favorite episode of season three so far yeah yeah uh, I, I agree with that uh brandon uh are you a fan of this episode is this one that's like stuck with you it is it's i feel like it's one of those that like you see or at least i used to see like on like rewatch a lot like it would just always be on um i feel like i've seen the the fight scene like quite a bit just like through that um it's yeah. really like talking about how avatar is a unique show i feel like this is unique in that you know we all think about avatar the bending and the styles and all that but this is like this is outside of that a little bit like there's more to this universe than just the bending and i thought that was really cool yeah yeah, they do a good job of like building out the rest of the world. Uh, and like some of these like sillier episodes, like, uh, you know, like last week we got like some random town and this week we get like, uh, some like swordsmith. Like it is pretty cool that there's like such a complete universe, but I'm excited to get into it. Uh, we start out by watching the gang looking at a meteor shower. I've never gotten to see an actual meteor shower. I'm like increasingly convinced that they don't exist in real life because like <laughs> they, the, or at least they, okay, they exist in real life. I should like make that clear. <laughs> the amount that they happen in media is so overstated. They don't just happen normally. Uh, have either of you seen a meteor shower? Nope, never seen one ever. I've seen like the occasional, like the, remember the clips that was happening or whatever, and everyone was yeah. outside. That I remember that, but besides Definitely. that, no media yeah, that one, for me. That one, that one's more predictable, so it's easy to like plan around, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Brandon, have you ever seen a meteor shower? I feel maybe like once in my life. Like I remember like going outside and my dad like being like, you know, like he had it like planned out. You know what I mean? Like he knew there was going to be something that night and he was like, this is a special occasion that we're going to get to see this. And it was like very brief and it's like a very foggy memory. But yeah, I totally agree. This is, it's not as common as, uh, we would, uh, Belie- might believe it would be just based on media and everything. Yeah, like if, if you're watching TV, you'd be like, oh, like let me go catch my weekly meteor shower. Like they happen so often, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I really would like to see one because it sounds pretty cool. Uh, but I did, I did also like the top line jokes here. There are a few good jokes that she had, uh, this time. And, uh, I like her statement, which says, eh, if you've seen nothing once, you've seen it a thousand times. It was a great little play on the expression, uh, that cracked me up. And this just started the humor of the, of the episode. I think this episode was very funny. Lots of small jokes. I really, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a good one. Yeah, the comedy really lands this whole episode, too. You can tell the writers are having a lot of fun with this episode, for sure. Yes, uh, very much the case. Um, yeah, and then, so they see, like, a gigantic meteor heading. Uh, this one is, like, huge. Uh, like, I tried to see a, about how big it, like, actually was, uh, because I'm pretty sure it would, like, destroy the Earth, uh, because it was, like, that large. <laughs> um, but anyway, they see a gigantic meteor flying through. Uh, and it gets actually pretty close to them. Uh, it ends up like going overhead, crashing into a hill. Uh, they're worried that the fire is going to destroy the town. And this is, uh, yeah, this is something that I think in season one would have been the entire episode. Like they would have been so bad at being able to like handle the fire that they would have had to have the whole gang like fighting the fire the whole episode. Um, but yeah, season three, they're ready to go. They like knock this out super quickly. Uh, I was pretty impressed with their teamwork. 
Uh, Brandon, do you think the Eagles will have as good teamwork as uh, Team Avatar here? <laughs> oh, no. Um, uh, <laughs> well, uh, so a little context for you guys, if you don't know, um, and your listeners, uh, I've been notoriously kind of not optimistic about the Eagles heading into this year because they're coming off a season in which they were very bad. They only won four games. They fired the Super Bowl winning head coach, Doug Peterson. Um, they traded their starting quarterback to take on like the, the biggest dead, dead cap hit in NFL history. Like things <laughs> not necessarily going great for the Eagles in the offseason. But uh, right now, the vibes are good, surprisingly, and training camp okay. from what I watch. So uh, okay. I think uh, similar to this this crew, I think the vibes are kind of good right now here. And I think that matters a lot. You got to have that chemistry and everything. So, uh, so maybe not as I don't know that they're going to be accomplishing as special feats as the characters are here because they're doing some pretty impressive stuff, to be honest. But uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, that, that's fair. Yeah, I guess like the Eagles are not going to like save a town. Uh, that was probably that was probably asking a little bit too much. Uh, but anyway, I, I thought it was pretty impressive. Like Qatar is like great. There's some water, so I'm going to like get on Appa. I'm going to like put the water up in the sky. And I'm going to drop it. Uh, Toph does a thing where she like I don't know what it, like dominoes it. Like yeah, she like bends this like it? huge slab of earth and then keeps flipping it on top of the fire, and it does look like some giant dominoes. You're right. It, it was pretty impressive. Uh, and Zach, I know that like uh, you know when when we first met, we met playing a game on uh, Renap where you mentioned the movie Planes, where they're like fighting or like they're fighting fires. Was this a little was this a little much for you to watch? You know, <laughs> going back to when that was not accepted as a correct answer back Damn. on uh, Pointless. That's a deep, deep callback. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm so pissed about that. You know what was worse on that podcast to go on tangent? So I, I, it was a country that starts with S. That was the question. I said Swaziland, and Swaziland changed their name to like Eswatini or some BS in 2018. <laughs> so I didn't get the point. Because they changed their name, and then Planes is a Pixar is not a Pixar movie apparently, even though it was made by the people at Pixar. Man, that that wow. just sucks. yeah. Um, I did not know that you were still so angry about it. But I'm <laughs> of sorry, course, I, I hold that anger to this day. <laughs> okay, well, I uh, I will not mention it again. Uh, I'm sorry for bringing it up. I'll uh, put myself in timeout. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. But yeah, poor Sokka struggling here. He pitifully put out some embers in this fight, and even Momo was like putting out more of the embers than he did. Yeah, you said embers plural. He put out ember. Uh, he put out <laughs> ember, uh, Zach. There was one. Momo's six times as efficient as he is, uh, which is absurd. And yeah, we made the joke in the first episode that like, oh, who's going to be on babysitting duty? It really is Sokka. Like, they actually put him on babysitting Momo. Poor guy. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. I guess in a fight, I would probably also be the lemur sitter. I'm not very effective. Uh, I would just like, you know, try to defuse it. But yeah, I, I think we'd all be lemur sitters, sadly. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Brandon, do you think you're getting involved, uh, fighting the fires? I honestly, I would be a lemur sitter as well, but that kind of made okay. me, when I heard that term, like, is this a thing? Like, is this like a profession in the Avatar universe, like that people do? You know, I guess it can make sense. You know, a dog sitter. Like, are there are there really you know lemur sitters out there, or were there? You know, maybe at one point. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder. I, I I think there weren't even lemur sitters, but you know how like uh, you'll take your dog to like doggy daycare spa. There's like lemur spas where like the lemurs like eating grapes. They're like getting their feet <laughs> waxed, or I don't even I don't know what they do, but they 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 exist. The spas exist. Yeah. They're there. 
Um, yeah, the Kathleen sitter. What a terrible profession. Um, <laughs> Although in the Avatar universe, we also treat bears as pets. So I'd rather be a lemur sitter mm. than a bear sitter because that's just, True. that's just not going to go well. Uh, um, anyway, so they really do, they put this fire out in an extremely impressive fashion. Uh, like everyone's doing their part except for Sokka, who's just sitting there. Poor guy can't seem to do anything. Uh, even when he like is trying to like stay out of the way, Aang is still like, Sokka, get out of the way, stand clear. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I got it. Uh, really does just like set up this episode well because Sokka through this whole episode is going to be like pretty disappointed in his own ability to contribute to the team. He's going to end up finding a master. And I think they did a good job of setting it up without like jamming it down your throat. Like they just showed naturally, like this is an example where he feels like he's not competent enough to help, uh, which really was motivating for the rest of the episode. So I did appreciate that. Uh, any other thoughts here on the fighting fires? Zach, is this a, a fight that we're going to rank uh, since they are technically fighting something? No, we're not going to rank this <laughs> fight. I, I like that this is a running <laughs> segment now where we just talk on the show about whether or not we're going to rank something. I mean, we'll rank the fight between Sokka and Piano for sure, but I don't yeah. think we're ranking this battle with the fire. All right. No, it would get a higher ranking than whatever battle we did in like episode one, I think. That is true. Uh, and Zach, you, you gotta, you gotta tease that we might rank it at the end to keep the people listening. Like, <laughs> this is the big draw is what fights will we rank? Uh, <laughs> okay. Dang. Well, may, okay. Maybe we'll rank. Oh, stay <laughs> tuned, folks. Stay we tuned. might rank it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shut the podcast off now. Like 10 minutes in. Well, yeah. I have a take on the, uh, on the, on the oh, bending sure. here. I think like, I, can we say this is some of the most creative bending we've seen in the entire series? Like, I know that maybe that sounds crazy, but like, when do we ever see like Katara like use a bubble of water to like act as a rain yep. cloud or like with that toss like block rolling thing to stomp out the fire? And then yeah. Aang, like, I, I was thinking about it just how like, you know, he blows this bubble that bursts and turns into snow. Like, has he ever like, bended things into snow before like obviously there's been snow that's been bending and obviously they freeze things but like has he ever just like created snow like regularly i can't think of that i don't think i, so. I just thought yeah like no, I, I thought yeah. this was really and obviously it's it's in there to make a point of like and I, I, it feels like especially bad for Sokka. it's like not only is everyone like bending but they're doing like the, the coolest possible <laughs> versions of bending for Sokka. yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that is true. Like, uh, I, yeah, the snow is very unique. Like, not only does Aang, like, get a bunch of water, but then he, like, blows it into, like, a full winter wonderland, like, complete with an ice rink, even. Like, yeah, th this is probably the most creative use of bending. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that would even top this. But, yeah, this might be the most creative use of bending. So, hats off to them. I did think this scene was really fun. Uh, just, like, having them start out... They're just like dealing with this disaster. They do it in really cool ways. Um, yeah, I, I'm ready to give it the award. Uh, <laughs> first place. <laughs> um, anyway, so then we cut to a scene. We cut to many of these uh, throughout mm. the episode. They're, they're really all quite short. Uh, not like there's one that's especially just like absurd because it's just like literally five seconds. But uh, this one we cut to Uncle Iroh. He's in a prison. Uh, he's got this mean warden who's just like, just kind of disrespectful. Uh, he's like yelling at him. He's saying like, you're fat, disgusting old man. You do nothing. Say nothing. You just eat and roll around in your own filth like a pig. You're a disgrace. Like, what happened to this man to make him so angry? Like, do we need a backstory on the warden here? 
Yeah, shots fired. I guess they really hate Iroh in the Fire Nation. That's the only explanation for this. They just despise Iroh. He's seen as like this horrible traitor to their great nation. And yeah, they just absolutely despise them, honestly. Yeah, Brandon, would you be interested in getting a spinoff episode to know like how he woke up on the wrong side of the bed? (laughs) (laughs) It really is aggressive. And also it's like, it's sad. It's, it's like traumatizing. It's like you're seeing uncle who is so lovable, this guy being like so reviled. And obviously he's playing it up as we come to find out, but like he's in this like really, you know, deranged, desperate state. And that's like, Oh man, you don't want to see uncle. No one wants to see uncle like that. Like that's, it's almost like his will is broken, but obviously again, he's actually fine, which is very nice to see. Yeah, yeah. So we learned that he's actually like managing his perceptions quite well. Cause as soon as the warden comes in, like, you know, he's like eating food off the ground. He's like, you know, like acting like deranged animal. And as soon as he leaves, he like takes the hair out of his face. He like eats very proper. I did appreciate this from Uncle Iroh, but like just on hearing this scene, I had to go back. I wrote down all of the things that he said. Cause I was like, geez, like you could have gotten away with just being like, you're a disgrace. Like, that's it. Like, that's the last thing he says. But he just plays into him. Poor guy. Um, but we'll see that Uncle Iroh is going to get the last laugh in the episode. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll check in with Uncle Iroh as we go uh, throughout this episode. We go back to the town now. Uh, Aang and the rest of the gang are eating some food. Uh, you know, they're just chilling. Uh, they're talking about how the, the town doesn't know how close they were to uh, burning down last night. And Toph here is upset that she doesn't get the hero worship. Uh, she really wants to be seen as the hero. She wants to be in the limelight. Uh, yeah, I think that would be the worst part about being a hero. Like, for sure, is all the people who are like, oh, thank you so much. And be like, what do you say to that? It's like when someone tells you happy birthday, like, you too? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so you don't like when people tell you happy birthday? Uh, well, okay, I have a great out because my birthday is May the 4th. So people say, mm. happy birthday. And I just say, happy Star Wars Day. And oh. they never know how to respond because now they're the ones who are like, thanks. It's great. And I love it. Um, yeah, I don't know. What should I be saying when people tell me happy birthday? Just thanks. Thanks for caring thanks. for me and being a good homie. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll try that. That's probably a better answer. Um, okay, sure. I will. I'll make a note to myself to remind me uh, the day before that I'm supposed to say thank you and not uh, put them on the spot. Uh, Brandon, if you were a hero, would you appreciate the the hero worship, or you'd like to be like uh, you know in the background helping people out? Uh, yeah, I'm more of a background guy, I would say. It's weird. I feel like when you're in the spotlight and people are, and, and yeah, it's like, uh, you're welcome. You know, I don't know. I'm doing my job. Hey, I'm a hero. This is just my job. I'm just collecting a paycheck here. You know, I'm just trying yeah. to get through nine to five. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's weird. It's a weird part of being in the spotlight. Something I think about today is like how crazy it must be for like, you know, just famous people to just like try to live their life and just, I'm sure they're very appreciative of everyone who like supports their work and everything, but it's kind of crazy. Like if you're a hero, and uh, and I think that's kind of the downside. And in like theory, it's nice to to think about all these people like fawning over you and everything. But like, at least for me, like I, I need some me time too. Like I want to be able to go to the grocery store and not like have to be like mobbed or anything. Yeah, no, that that's very much true. It also is the weirdest thing coming from Toph because Toph was the character who like before this was like a hero or not a hero. She was like a wrestler that no one knew the identity of, so she wasn't getting the hero worship. So, like, all of a sudden, she, like, spends a few months with Team Avatar. She's like, no, I want recognition, please. Like, please, please know that it was me. 
Um, I just thought that was a little odd, but yeah. I have a question. Do you guys think yeah, Nick up? Foles got tired of the hero worship after the Super Bowl <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years ago? <laughs> I, I think he's such a humble guy um, that uh, I think it's like he's really good at dealing with it in terms of uh, uh, like just being very humble about it all and being grounded. Um, but it is kind of weird because like there's literally a statue of Nick Foles outside the Eagles Stadium. And like that's there pretty is? crazy. Yes, they they put it up right after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, basically like going into that next season, which is crazy because like he entered that season as the backup. Like Carson Wentz was still the starter, so like and it, it was always. And then even after Nick Foles like left the team, he was uh, signed with the Jaguars in 2019. Like that's the statue's still there, and Carson Wentz is starting, and there's a statue of a different quarterback outside. So it was a very awkward dynamic. Um, but yeah, Nick Foles is is a very humble dude, and uh, now he's in Chicago. Uh, as Jacob knows, and yeah. uh, that was the third stringer there, and he's he's taking it very humbly still. We should put a statue of him uh, outside Soldier Field, uh, like <laughs> next, just just to you know, he's a good guy. Apparently, I'm sure he missed the hero worship. That's insane that they put a statue of him like before he had <laughs> finished his career, right? Like that's a wild take. I feel like yeah, statues should not be allowed to be made of people until they're like done doing whatever they're doing, like. It just it should not be a thing until like much later on. But all right, are they going to take it down? Sorry, I'm very interested in the statue now. <laughs> so I think part of it is to be clear, it wasn't the team who put it up. It was Bud Light. It was like a sponsorship uh, thing. But I mean, like, but it's on like the team stadium. So I feel like you know if they really didn't want it there, they wouldn't have it there. It wasn't like yeah. against their will. But like, so they okayed it. But it's but yeah, kind of a weird dynamic. All right, yeah. I mean, we'll see that, like, there is a statue of Aang uh, in Korra. That's, like, the most minor spoiler, so I'm sorry I didn't do the spoiler warning before. But there's a statue of Aang in Korra. And, uh, like, I feel like that's appropriate. Uh, like, that's that's fine. Uh, you know, once you're the Avatar, like, I feel like that's <laughs> enough. But, you know, I guess Super Bowl MVP is, like, the equivalent uh, in, in some <laughs> places. So, um, yeah. Okay, good to know. Now I uh, have a reason to go see an Eagles game so I can uh, pay homage to the statue of Nick Foles. Anyway, Sokka is just over here. He's really upset. Uh, he's he's very he's very sad. Uh, he's not even touching his smoked sea slug, which uh, doesn't sound very appetizing. I would also not want to touch that. Um, but anyway, he's he's upset because they can do cool stuff like fly around and make other stuff fly around, and he just can't fly around. And I thought it was so funny to describe all bending as some form of either you flying around or other things flying around. That's it. Uh, I know, like in the first episode, we were talking about magic. Uh, it sounds like Sokka might believe in magic because all he thinks bending is is just things getting the ability to fly randomly. So apparently that is bending. I mean, uh, it's yeah. an oversimplification, but is he wrong? I mean, bending is just making the stuff fly around, right? He's not wrong. That is true. He's like Toph makes like, rocks fly around and stuff like that, right? Yeah, he yeah, he is not incorrect. It is just like it's like the minimum description that is still correct. Like if you were less descriptive, it would just be straight up wrong. And if you were more descriptive, it'd be more understandable, but we're in the very awkward part uh of this here. Uh yeah, Zach, do you ever get upset that you can't fly around or make other things fly around? Yeah, all the time. My like yeah. two inch vertical just depresses me every day. <laughs> <laughs> How high of a vertical would you need until that's considered flying around? 
<laughs> I don't know, like a hundred inches off the ground, maybe <laughs> like Hulk jumping around. I don't know. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I used when I was a kid, I used to try to move stuff, but I never got to make it fly around. Oh well, damn. I feel like Michael Jordan. Like, is that a is that a barometer? Like, we kind of. I feel like Michael Jordan. Like, is the fo- might be the closest person to like flying around. Basically, what he did in basketball. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. Michael Jordan like was close to flying around. Uh, yeah. I think. I think at least Saka would be upset uh, seeing Michael Jordan being like, "I can't do that." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But then, so he he says here that he can't do anything, and <laughs> the group tries to cheer him up. Uh, they say that. No one can read a map like him. Uh, again, another great tough blind joke where she's just like, I can't read at all. And then no one responds and goes right into the next sentence. This was just great. I love the tough blind jokes. Uh, so yeah, so no one can read a map and no one says sarcastic comments like him. You know, those are, those are traits. Uh, those are useful. Um, Imagine being told those are your like two best traits, though. No one can read a map like you, and no one's as good at sarcastic jokes. I don't know. I'd be pretty well, depressed too if I'm so. <laughs> I mean, the sarcastic comments can be useful. Like stand-up comedy is a thing. Like maybe he could be like a famous comedian. No one reading a map like that's just straight up not a useful activity. Like you don't like yeah. <laughs> you just you don't really need to be that good at reading a map. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Brandon, if someone told you that those are your two best skills, are you just like immediately defriending them? Uh, very patronizing, of course, but uh, I am very sarcastic, so okay. I actually would appreciate that. And I actually do love maps, so maybe I am oh. Saka. I, I, I love maps uh, a lot. I will go to Reddit and just look at maps, uh, like the subreddit r slash map porn. Uh, there's a lot of good maps on there, and there's like an even more specific subset of that, which is like r slash border porn, which is really cool. Shows you like uh, the borders between different countries or different places or states or cities and everything. So uh, apparently, again, I am Saka, but I also wanted to bring up here, uh, and maybe I'm, I'm jumping the gun here, but like one of the things that Aang said in here. With like how he flops with the guitar. And I think I have another point on this later, a uh, little spoiler. Um, but he talks about like, like what's up with Katara's hair? I mean, what is Aang doing here? Like, <laughs> like you, you, you like this girl and you're like, why are you roasting her? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Is he yeah, like, trying to neg her? I don't know what he's trying to do here. You're right. It just flipped, failed right here. Yeah. Cause, cause Aang's like, yeah, no one can do sarcastic comments. And then he like makes some really bad comment where he's like, literally, it's like the same energy of like, how about airplane food? Like he makes a comment about Katara's hair and Katara's like, what's wrong with my hair? Like, yeah. This was bad. It did have a very strong middle school energy where it was like, mm. it was like, oh, hey, I'm going to like poke fun at the person I like. It's like, ooh, your hair's dirty. And then they're like, no, it's not. And then like you hold hands at recess. Like that was like, that was the vibe I was getting from this. Um, yeah, I, that is fair. <laughs> he really should not try his hand there. I'm excited here because we found something that the Avatar can't do. He cannot do stand-up comedy. He's objectively mm. not funny. Uh, you know, we were saying, we've been, you know, glowing about him for weeks, saying that, you know, take him home to meet your parents. He can do everything. But no, he cannot do stand-up comedy. He's not a funny guy. Uh, so at least we found one thing. But yeah, you're right. Like, don't, don't neg people. Uh, it, it, it's not going to work. Also, like, her hair looks objectively good in this episode. Like, this is a good hair day for Katara. So, he, not only, like, is he being mean, but he has no taste. I would like to say, uh, 
this Reddit, I just like quickly went on this map from Reddit. It, it's pretty interesting. Like these maps, these maps are interesting. I think, I think I have something to do post podcast, like popularity of Discord and Skype from 2015 to 2021. Yeah. Genius. Like, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm excited. Thank you. Uh, maybe I'll be like soccer one day. Uh, so yeah, we got Brandon's skills. Zach, what would your skills be? Uh, in the form of like reading maps and sarcastic comments. Hmm, I don't know. Sleeping and like talking basketball. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know too many skills myself. So solid, solid. Yeah, I think mine would be like uh, you know binging TV and staying up too late. Uh, <laughs> so you know between the two of us, Zach, we have a we have an appropriate sleep schedule. I guess nice. yeah, that's good. Um. Anyway, Sock is really feeling upset about himself because he's he's not special. Uh, he says he's he's the guy in the group who's regular. Uh, you know, I feel like people have felt this before, uh, but never as much justified as Sokka has. Like, I like Sokka a lot. Great character. But he is the regular guy in this group. Like, they, they are being nice to him. They say, like, oh, like, none of you, none of us see you this way. But he is objectively the, the regular guy. It's Am I being too harsh? No, you're not. It's an interesting dilemma because we've never really have seen Sokka lament about being the only non-bender of the group uh, prior mm-hmm. to this point. So it's an interesting like episode idea. Yeah. Yeah. How long do you think this has been weighing on them? Because clearly it didn't start last night. Like clearly this has been making him upset a while. Um, yeah. Like, ha- do you think he's always had this insecurity? Is this something like he's always been upset about? Maybe not. Maybe until Toph joined. Because then prior to that, it was just Aang and Katara. But then once Toph joined, you have like three of the most powerful benders in the world. And then it's just you. Just like, I don't think any, but any normal person, non-bender would struggle in the situation as Sokka is. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, that, that might be fair. Uh, it also, like, it probably doesn't help that, like, Katara went from, like, you know, the person who kind of can, like, get water out of, like, the ocean to like a master of water uh, at the end of season one. Uh, but yeah, so then we, we get a very fun segment here. We have a, gr- a few great montages in this uh, episode, but Sokka goes on a shopping spree to take the blues away. He decides to go ahead and get something uh, that is going to really invigorate his battling, he says, which is just a great phrase. Uh, so he tries to start out a bunch of, uh, he tries out a bunch of different weapons. Uh, is, is shopping something that takes the blues away for either of the two of you? Brandon, uh, if you're upset, do you go on a shopping spree? No, definitely okay. not. Uh, my shopping experience is like, I want to go into the store, go right to the thing I want to get, pick it up, and then pay for it, and then leave. I don't want to spend like any other time looking around. Uh, it depends on what I'm looking for. You know, Maybe if I'm looking for shoes or something, You know, obviously you have to find what you're looking for. But ideally, I just want to be in and out of there. I don't want to linger at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's fair. Zach, what about you? I'm team Brandon all day. <laughs> I'm team <laughs> yeah. BLG because I definitely, I'm the same thing. I just want to be in and out of the store, just get out. I'm not a big shopper myself, so a shopping spree doesn't really entice me the way it entices Sokka. Uh, Brandon, it was pretty funny when you're when you're saying you were saying I want to go to the store, and you like pause right before you said pay for something, and you like <laughs> almost I felt like you almost didn't include that step. And you're like, I want to walk in the store, get what I want, and then leave like without the right. Uh, yeah, want to clarify? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to clarify? No shoplifting, at least that you'll admit <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, right. That that's of yeah. That's <laughs> uh, for the patrons only. Uh, anyway, so 
yeah, shopping is not something that really like, I don't know, is like taking my blues away unless it's like going through like, uh, like a bookstore. I feel like that is like the one place where I like to like, I don't know, go in without an idea of what I want. So I can just like find something cool. Um, so maybe like my version of, of Sokka's weapons would be like me flipping through like some, uh, some pages on books and being like, Oh, this is one I hadn't heard of before. Mm. Uh, but I think Sokka has a much better time than I do when I go to a bookstore. I never like, uh, knock stuff over or, or like throw stuff around. So maybe I should try the next time. Um, <laughs> do you guys like Sokka's catchphrase when he's playing with the nunchucks? He's like, smack a daka do. <laughs> His delivery on that line was just pretty hilarious. He's just like, smack a daka do. <laughs> I think I missed that entirely. Really? He's just like playing with the nunchucks? He's just like, smack a daka do. <laughs> I don't know. It just cracked me I, up. No, I, I need to go back and see that. That sounds hilarious. Uh, yeah, he, he goes and he like tests a bunch of the weapons. I thought this was really fun. Uh, but before we get like to the full like weapon uh, montage, we see Aang, uh, who's like wearing this just absurd getup. I barely know even how to describe it. The only way I know how to say it is it looks like you took a player in a video game, uh, and you like when you took the customization too far to where like every other character looks normal, but then they cut to you in the cutscene, and you're just wearing the like legendary armor of like like whatever lore there is and you just look absurd you look so dumb and Aang is not pulling this look off at all terrible look for him uh yeah Brandon what were your thoughts on this absurd absurd get up he had so have either of you guys played Skyrim yes <laughs> not okay. in the, no, not really no Okay, so this reminded me of like the Daedric armor, which is like one of the best armors you can kind of like craft in that game. I think it's like the second best technically behind like the, the dragon bones or whatever armor. But to me, it was the coolest one. Uh, now obviously I think that one looks cooler in the game, especially because it's all the same color. It's like, it's like black. Um, this is a lot of hodgepodge of different stuff going on between like this big claw. And I did like the skull on his left shoulder. I think that was kind of cool. And then <laughs> okay. just like, the design of a dragon head helmet seemed again cool in theory. There were some like cool aspects to this, but uh, it's kind of like the opposite of the sum of the parts makes it better. It's like just, just like you said, Jacob. There's just too much going on here. Um, also, I, I thought like the dramatic music that was playing when they cut to him, like he's wearing that was like really funny too. That, like added to it, and and guitar is like, oh my gosh, like she's like fearful because she's looking at him and like it's, this is like insane. Uh, so I thought that was really good. Yeah, yeah in I, my notes, I have the music because this is like the first time I hear like guitar riffs in Avatar. Yes. <laughs> in a minute. I don't think I've ever heard guitar riffs in the whole show prior to this point. So, yeah, the yeah. music here is really good with his like demonic. He, honestly, have you guys ever watched Digimon when you were kids? He looks like the final evolution of a Digimon. That's what he looks oh like. Oh my gosh. That's, wow. That's fair. Th- this armor, Zach, I'm not sure if you can see it on my screen. Oh, like, I it is see. a. It's like yeah. a perfect, that is a perfect description. It looks exactly like, uh, exactly what Brandon just described, uh, nice. the armor in, in Skyrim. Yeah, this is something where like less is more. Like one of those accessories, like I think Aang himself would have a hard time pulling it off, but having like everything there is just so much. And I do think like the animators had a lot of fun making him look ridiculous. And then like they definitely like pass it to the music team. The music team's like, uh, we're going to take this to 11. Like we're going to full send it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, I did think he had a great idea, though. Uh, he wanted to use a wind sword, which is like a sword handle, and then he uses airbending as the blade. 
that's an awesome idea. That is objectively cool. He should have done that at some point. I'm disappointed we have not seen the wind sword. Because uh, I do think that that's like, yeah, that would be like pretty, pretty cool. Katara wasn't convinced, but but I'm down for it. Uh, Brandon, or, as an airbender yourself, uh, is wind sword one of your go-to weapons? Well, I'm going to ask you about another video game here. Somehow this is becoming a video game thing. But have you guys <laughs> ever played Majora's Mask? Zelda. Yep. I, I haven't. That's the one Zelda game I haven't played. God dang it. Okay. <laughs> Why well, is, is there a wind sword there? I played Ocarina of Time. I played Twilight Princess, but no Majora's Mask. Well, I think it's okay to spoil this because it's been yeah, yeah, quite a fine. few years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, so if you get all the masks in the game, you get the Fierce Deity mask, yeah. which allows you to put on this like super awesome armor and turn into this really cool version of Link. Um, and if you're at full health, I believe, in that armor, you have this really cool sword and you can like swing it and it shoots out like these beams, basically. And that's what I'm, and I guess I'm imagining like the air sword would be like, you can just like swing it and it would like shoot out these little, uh, air attacks. And I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Aang, um, already looks pretty cool on his own with the staff and everything, but you had a sword too. And maybe it's not like a full time thing, but like for a big battle or something, he can break that out on a, a, an occasional momentous opportunity for him. I think it could be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's uh, yeah. You're coming up with a lot of the good video game references. As soon as you're saying it, it's like I'm like, oh yeah, that is right. Uh, yeah, but also uh, just hearing the Legend of Zelda just makes me upset because I wasn't allowed to play Twilight Princess because my mom didn't like. Uh, oh no. That that yeah. Well, because like the like spirit on the back of the wolf was like too scantily clad. Apparently, my mom was like, <laughs> you can't play the game, and I was like. Are you kidding me? That's like such a small part of the game. Like, uh, it still makes me upset to this day. So I'll try to get over that. But uh, you, great reference. You didn't know there's a soft spot. I'll, I'll let it pass this time. Jeez. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. And then Aang is like clearly not going to keep this armor because he like immediately falls to the floor uh, and is like not able to even uh, hold himself up. Then we see Sokka try out a bunch of different weapons. I thought this was very funny. Uh, he's like, essentially, it's like he's going to a showroom to where he can like, you know, try stuff out, like do a fashion show. But instead, it's just like a bunch of weapons that he's just going at. Any highlights here from this uh, montage? We want to take a beat by beat. What's our favorite part? Uh, what's our favorite part here? I liked him wielding this level, the spear, because it just reminded me of like the level one grunts we always see with the spears. It was just like, I felt like Sokka, even with a spear, would still just be like hella weak. So I thought that just cracked me up. Yeah, spears seem hard. Uh, spears do seem difficult. Like it's very wobbly. I get why the level one grunts are so easy to beat, is because like, spe- yeah, I, I'm not a spear person. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brandon, what, what parts of this did you like? I just like how, you know, it, it kind of, I just, I feel bad for Sokka again because like he's already kind of down and then he's kind of like struggling with some of these <laughs> weapons and there's like goofy <laughs> stuff going on. I'm like, oh man, come on. Can like Sokka catch a break? And I think one of the weapons was like, okay, or at least didn't, I can't remember which one exactly. Um, but it, like it didn't seem as bad as the others. Um, mm-hmm. I did have a quick thing I wanted to bring up here that I don't know if I'm just like insane with this or you guys maybe <laughs> saw it too or you, you might not even pay attention to it. Does the shop owner, here look like he could be related to uncle iroh because like i thought he did i got like like not even like if i wasn't paying close attention i felt like that could almost be like him or his cousin or his brother or something you know i i did not notice it uh as much i'm probably the crazy one here so don't worry i did i I didn't was not paying attention to the shop owner i have to see like a picture of him you shouldn't uh, have, okay, because like, he wait. wasn't a big part at all. Oh, you found a picture, Jacob? I found a picture of him. 
uh, I actually think that yes, that, that look. Oh wow, yeah. you're right. Okay, yeah. Okay, you how to pick? He does look like Iro. That's see, a good point. I was going to say uh, that that's just like you know some like uh, the, like all portly chaps don't look the same because uh, like <laughs> I didn't I didn't exactly remember him a lot. But you're right. Like he looks like uh, Uncle Iroh, just like a little bit more sad. Like it's like instead of Uncle Iroh's like happy outlook on life, like instead of joining the White Lotus, he just like uh, is grinding out his nine to five. Uh, very accurate, though. Good eye, Brad. Um, Good job. Yeah. He does look like Iroh. <laughs> Yeah, dang. Uh, come out here with like all the best uh, little things here. Uh, yeah, so then, yeah, he's he's trying to like find all these weapons. Uh, he sees this sword and he's like, ooh, like I really like this one. And uh, Uncle Iroh's cousin, I guess Cousin Iroh? I don't know what his name is. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, Uncle Iroh's cousin walks up and he's like, oh yeah, this is a great sword. Like it's an original from the greatest sword master in Fire Nation history. He lives up the road. Uh, Okay, hear me out. Is he actually the greatest swordmaster in the Fire Nation, or is this shopkeeper just upselling him? Hmm. Oh, interesting. Because it seemed like he was like, oh, yeah, this is a great sword. You have to buy it. It's the best one ever. Oh, and he lives right there. Like, I know him well. Like, we have a deal. Like, he gets a 15% cut. Like, it's, I don't know. It seemed a little bit sketchy. So are you saying this shopkeeper like didn't even know Pian Dao and is just like using his name to sell the product? No, like I, I think he's saying like, oh yeah, Pian Dao's actually like the best uh, swordsman in the like in the entire nation, but he's really like you know like second tier, like third tier. Like <laughs> he's fine, he's a good swordsmaster, but I think the shopkeeper is just trying to upsell Sokka and be like, this is a very special sword. Like you have to pay more for it because it's super good and like yeah. No, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right, but I think I think Jacob is on to something. Not necessarily taking away from. I I think the bottom line here is Piendo is getting a cut. I absolutely do. I think he's getting at least a little (laughs) cut of this. I think that part is true. Okay, that's all I want to know. I just want to see some sketchy backroom dealing going on here. You know, I'm just trying to build the lore, get some sketchy shop owners. Uh, maybe it's just the the cynic in me, but I really, as soon as he said that, I was like, eh, I don't know. Um, yeah, because like sometimes like you'll go to a store and like I'll like look at a bag and they're like, oh yeah, this bag is like done by this like famous artist, and I'm like, is it though, or like are you just trying to like get me to buy it to like make it seem more valuable? I don't know. Maybe I'm just too cynical for Zach. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, Piando, I feel like, is a top tier swordsman, though, because he's part of the White Lotus, right? So he's. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Let me just keep my fantasy. Um, <laughs> anyway, so then Aang is like very excited uh, here. He says, like, oh, yes, like this makes uh, a lot of sense. It's what you need. Uh, you need a master. Like everyone had masters. So let's try to see if you can get this guy to study with or not study with you, teach you teach you mm-hmm. final answer yep. mm-hmm. uh, and then everyone like talks about their masters uh, and the people that influenced them uh, yeah I, I I think this was a good thing I really uh, I generally like self-reflection uh, I, I think uh, you know I would not be podcasting here if it wasn't like the people on RJP like uh, Rob and Akiva so uh, you know the masters that I have uh, just like Toffin or Badger Moles uh, I guess they do talk <laughs> Uh, they're the opposite of the badger moles. Toph says the badger moles don't talk. All of all the people that I learn from do is talk. Uh, but but I appreciate the people that that help me out here. 
Um, yeah. Uh, Zach, uh, who would your master be in your basketball knowledge? Hmm. Well, the thing is, actually, one probably my high school basketball coach, but no one really taught. Like, I didn't really have it when I was a kid. Nobody taught me anything about basketball. It was a lot of like self-taught. So my jump shot form is actually pretty ugly. Unlike Akiva, I don't really have a wet jumper in comparison because nobody really taught me how to shoot properly. So yeah, I don't really have like the greatest basketball master, but probably my high school basketball coach was a great guy. So he was my master. I was playing pickup basketball last week and I forgot that people don't know the wet jumper joke because uh, like <laughs> they don't listen to the same podcast I do. And I shot something and I missed. And I was like, dang, my jumper's too dry today. And everyone looked at me like, what? And I just, I was just like, I'm sorry. It's not even worth explaining to you. I apologize. Like, I'm, I'm I mean, that, that's a good joke, though, because I feel like wet jumper is a phrase like outside of Robin to keep a podcast like wet jumper. exists. 100%. So if you if you told yeah. me if you were like, oh, my jumper's dry today, I would get it. My jumper's dry all day, every day. So I understand. <laughs> all right. Fine. I'll blame it on my friends. They have yeah. no taste. Yes. I was funny. I should just yeah. say I'm, I'm as funny as soccer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Gas yourself up, Jacob. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brandon. Uh, like, who who would your master be if you had to? Uh, if you had to, you know, say someone's like taught you on, along the way. Hmm. That's a really good question. I mean, obviously, my dad is a uh, is a good one. Uh, yeah. I could go with like my grandfather and my mom. But like, if we're going outside of kind of some of the more obvious ones, I'm actually going to steal Zach's answer here a little bit and say uh, my basketball coach as well. High in high school was like very uh, motivational and very uh, like one of the gear his players up, not just for basketball, but like for life as well. Like he, he thought that was really important. Uh, shout out to Coach Tarrant for that. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm really tall. Uh, I'm actually six foot nine. So oh, wow. yeah, I did see in your in your like Twitter photo that you're like extremely yes. tall. Uh, yeah, like I, I saw, I didn't know how to like work that into conversation or ask. But yeah, <laughs> yes, you you are tall. Um, <laughs> Damn, I'm six two, and I have a cousin who's six nine. I'm like staring up at him, like, "Hey, how's the weather <laughs> up there?" So that's crazy. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, do you get that joke a lot? Uh, uh, so there's like a whole. There's a whole tall people like gamut of questions that come through. It's okay. like, first of all, uh, it's how tall are you? Obviously, you get that one a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, second of all, is like, did you play basketball or do you play basketball? Yeah. Uh, that one comes okay. up. And then a third one that I feel like maybe not always, but often is like, how tall are your parents? That comes up a lot. Okay. Um, but it's good. Yeah. I a lot of people are like, oh, you must be so annoyed. I'm like, no, I'm not. It's fun. Like, it's fun to, to talk about. I don't know. I'm not annoyed by it. It's it's been happening my whole life. If I was annoyed by it, I <laughs> I don't think I'd still be alive. I think that'd be yeah. it would be really bad. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's fun. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, that's a great philosophy. Like, either uh, like it's gonna happen no matter what. So either you're gonna like roll with it or you're not. Like, yep. I don't know. The choice is yours. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, if I ever need to get something off the top shelf, I know I can call you and Zach, uh, yes. to, to get it for me. Um, anyway, yeah, it's actually very weird. Zach, we've been talking for so long and like, obviously like, uh, we live very far apart, so we've never seen each other in person. Like I, I have no idea what like everything below your shoulders looks like. <laughs> Maybe yeah, there's not like too many off- pictures of me online. So that's, I, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's just like a little mind blowing. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a weird, what a weird thing to even mention. Uh, anyway, so we decide to go to another thing uh, of Iro. This is like literally five seconds. 
th- this was, I don't know. I did not really see the point of this. Uh, we see him like doing a workout. Uh, I don't know. Get me on his well, workout I, routine, I guess. I have a question for you guys. Out of all the workouts Iroh does in the episode, what was the hardest, you think? The clap push-ups, the handstand push-ups? What do you guys think? Because there's a lot of workouts throughout this episode. At one point, he's doing, and the last thing was sit-ups <laughs> while hanging off the yeah. top of the prison. He was doing like, lot, I don't know how to describe it really, but he's doing like these crazy inverted sit-ups, basically. So what do you guys think was the most difficult exercise? And could you guys do any of these exercises? <laughs> could I do any that, that okay that's an easy answer uh, I could do the the clapping part that he uses as the distraction from the clapping push up I, oh, I could do that too wow we're yeah. so talented <laughs> I could clap uh, everything else no fat chance not not able to do it uh, Brandon what about you I think it has to be the handstand push-ups is what I had them written. I was like, I wrote down in my notes, is that even the term for that? Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, that looks insane to me. I don't know how he's doing that. You have to be super strong to be in a position to even, like, attempt that. Like, I I can at least attempt some of these other things. Maybe I can only do, like, one or two. But, like, I don't think I can even get into position to attempt one of those. Uh, That was crazy. Uh, also, like with the hanging sit-ups, which is jumping ahead a little bit, like how did he even get up there? I'm like, how did he? Because he's like, uncle's not tall. Like, how did he even get up to the top of the cage to do those? It's it's wild. To- he he can fly around and make other stuff fly around. Like he <laughs> he apparently has an incredible vertical, a uh, hundred inches at least, uh, which classifies him <laughs> as a flyer. Um, yeah, no, I agree because the suit like he just casually like jumps to the top of the thing. I'm like, how do you get up there even? Uh, yeah, the handstand push-ups are impressive. I did know a guy in high school who could do them, and he would like wow. do them to impress people, and it worked every single time because it's like it takes so much like control because like obviously you can't like go any forward or back and strength that it's like wow, like very impressive. Like yeah, like uh, obviously like he was extremely fit, but yeah, I, I would have no chance of doing any of these. Uh, yeah. I can do the clapping. That's that's about. That's fair. It. That's fair. Uh, we go, um, yeah, from from Uncle Iroh doing some sit ups uh, to a nice castle. Uh, this is quite a nice castle, even. Um, so maybe this guy is like a pretty legit swordsman. Uh, but then, so we see these knockers on the door. Uh, there's two of them, and you know, the appropriate, the polite thing to do would be like to do it twice, uh, maybe three times if no one's coming. Uh, but Sokka, he gets a little upset. He grabs both of them. He just goes to town. He's like banging on like a drum. Like this dude is just going crazy. Uh, if anyone showed up at my house like that, you are officially uninvited. Uh, I'm not about that whatsoever. He was yeah. just willing to learn. He's just really eager to learn his <laughs> this is the way of the sword. <laughs> that's how that's how you spin it. You're like, hey, I just I was just curious to to learn some sword stuff. Yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> yep. Uh, and then, so he's greeted by this, uh, butler. And in the wiki, this guy's name is Fat. Was he ever called that in the episode? Because if not, that's just disrespectful. His name is literally like Fat. I don't think I heard it in the episode. I went back and like tried to listen. I, like, I think that someone in the wiki is just insulting this man. <laughs> you think they're just trolling him? Is there a annotation for that? Do they have proof that his name is Fat? Is he like referred um, to as such in some other media? 
I don't think so. But like some of the comments are like, fat, that's a cool name. <laughs> fat, fat. <laughs> okay, lots of comments about it. <laughs> the Jeez. comments are just fat. <laughs> yeah, the, the comment section is just like, <laughs> fat, that's a funny name, fat. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that actually wait, the, the comment section on this wiki is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> someone's like, at least his drawings have improved since Lake Lao guy. Uh, this is great. Apparently, I need to look at the comment section and r slash map porn after this. Um, yes. Anyway, so they just like make fun of this guy. They call him fat in the wiki. Poor guy. Poor guy. Not, yeah. yeah. I would never call him. He dog. gets called fat. He loses the soccer after soccer and trains with for like one day. So yeah, not a good day for this butler. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Um, anyway, he says he's gonna go uh, like train with the master. He wants to. Uh, the guy, the butler, uh, you know, I'm going to use a different name uh, for him because I don't like it. Can we come up with a different name for this guy so it's not so disrespectful? Let's just call him the butler. Why not? Yeah, I like okay. the butler. Yeah. All right. So the, the butler's I mean, like, yeah. yeah, the butler's like, okay, the butler, uh, he says, what did you bring to prove to the master your worth? And uh, Sokka's like, uh, nothing. But he does a very <laughs> funny thing where he like pats his clothes like, so, like it's like someone like searching for their wallet like oh is it on me he's like nothing like if he had something in his pocket i'm sure he would have pulled it out and been like oh here it is like this is some random thing uh i think that would have been a funny joke if he like pulled out some lint or like a, a small rock or something well that's kind of what he did with wan chi tong in the library right where he pulled out the True. god and they just tied it up yes. but that would be even like just disrespectful to be how i feel like yeah <laughs> that's that's, I feel uh, like you don't want Sokka coming to your party because like he's not going to bring anything. He's going to show up and be like, "Hey, what did you bring?" You know, did you bring chips <laughs> or drinks? And he'd be like, "Oh, uh, I brought you uh, this lint in my pocket." Like, like he's going to yeah. off. And you know, yeah, he's exactly. the type of guy who like eat everything at the party too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There are some people at parties that are like net neutral or even net positive in like what they bring. Like they'll bring more than they end up taking. Sokka is mm-hmm. definitively net negative, <laughs> uh, yes. for sure. But then, like, it's fine, because if you invite Sokka and Katara, like, Katara's showing up with, like, some homemade egg salad, some chips, maybe even some bread. Like, she has a whole spread that she's coming with. So I think between the two of them that they'll be taken care of. So at least there's that. Um, yeah, I, I feel like Sokka is probably the least considerate. Toph might be up there, actually. Toph might also... Toph's mm-hmm. definitely not bringing anything, but at least she's not eating as much either. Yeah, um, Yeah. Is Katara the most considerate one? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Maybe Uncle Iroh. Maybe he does like a tea demonstration for everyone. Yes. Um, anyway, we get up to the, uh, to this nice little place. Uh, this, uh, it's like a small table in front of some windows. They're all sitting there. And we finally see the master, uh, Pian Dao. He's, he's doing some calligraphy stuff. He's being very serious about this. Uh, Sokka introduces himself. He immediately says, my name is Sokka, uh, and I'd like to be instructed. And uh, Pandal catches this almost immediately. He's like, Sokka, that's an unusual name. And Sokka, who has an excuse ready, like he has a whole lineup ready. He's got this whole fire, Mr. Fire excuse ready to go. Uh, is just not, he's not selling it very well. He tries to pretend he's a colonial from the Fire Nation. Um, but yeah, like really, this was not impressive from Sokka here. Yeah, he basically Uh, just outs himself as being Water Tribe right away. Not not a good look, but what can you do? Yeah, Uh, and then Pian Dao immediately reads him. 
he says like, oh, let me guess. You're the best. Uh, you're the best in your town. You've come here to learn from me because like you're better than everyone else. Uh, and then Sokka like unintentionally just like brags. Like it's like a nice little humble brag. He's like, well, actually, I've been all over the world. And, <laughs> and like when I heard that, I just like was thinking like, oh my god, he doesn't even know how how big the like uh yeah how rude he's coming off right here. Um, yeah, I, I thought this this uh, this like scene was very good. I, this really like displayed Sokka's personality quite well. Uh, and up here, like you see him, he's like pretty unassuming. He's like you know not really all on top of things. He's a little awkward. I, I like this from Sokka. Um, yeah. Um, and then so then we're talking about like uh, yeah okay. Uh, Sokka says uh, instead of like bragging and being all like uh, braggadocious here. He actually has a bit of humility. Uh, he says, like, oh, I have a lot to learn. And I was really impressed here because this is not something that season one Sokka would do. Season one Sokka is not going to say, I don't know what I'm doing here. This is my blind spot. Season one Sokka is going to be like, no, we can do it. Like, I'm a fighter or whatever. And this was cool to see the growth that he's had throughout the, throughout the series, uh, especially after seeing Katara's growth last episode. It was great to check in with Sokka and see how far he's come. Yeah, Brandon, on, on your watch, uh, were you a Sokka fan? Um, I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm a Sokka stan. I didn't hate okay. Sokka, and so okay. he's not my favorite guy. But um, I do think, and this kind of is a whole theme of the episode too. But just how much he's grown. I remember just like you guys starting out the podcast and like you know going back to episode one and talking about rightfully so how he's like misogynistic, like he's bordering on that, and like a lot of bad qualities. <laughs> And like he's just grown here, and he's just so humble. And I can I can imagine Gandalf, uh, like all these people coming to him, probably like all the time. All these guys who want to learn from him, and they're probably like super arrogant and think they are the best and everything. And to see like this kind of humility, like you said, from Sokka, and like earned humility. It's not just like he had a random mm-hmm. change of heart. It's because like everyone else is like bending super cool, and he realizes like wow, like this is really humbling. And uh, I would like to sharpen my skills too. And I need a lot of work. I don't know everything. So it was, it was really cool to see here. It's, it's definitely uh, very cool growth. Yeah. Like season one, Sokka rolls up and he's like, I'm a great swordsman. Like I'm going to challenge you to a fight. And that, I'm sure like PN Dog gets people like that all the time. Uh, yes. But to see like this amount of growth from him was really cool. Uh, it was also just nice to see him. Like we know that he has been like really in his feels earlier in the episode, but for him to just like, really show that he's vulnerable and be like, I don't know I'm worthy. Like even just saying that alone uh, must have been a really big thing for him because he knows like, you know, he's next to these like incredible people all the time. Like he's got to feel the imposter syndrome, uh, which can be really insidious at times. And I thought that it was really cool to see Sokka just like admit his fault. Uh, yeah. You know, I know this is a children's show, but they do a lot of cool stuff on it. Uh, I really, I did appreciate that. Not facts. Um, and it was really cool to see Piandao, like, once he sees Sokka, Sokka's humility, accept that and take him on as a student. Yes. The little, like, smile that he gives uh, after he says, after Sokka says he knows that he's not worthy, uh, he gives a smile and he says, let's find out how worthy you are. And I was like, let's go. Like, what a good teacher. Like, I absolutely love that. Uh, I really was excited. And then we get, like, a pretty fun, uh, a pretty fun, like, episode from here where like yeah this this is like a great teacher for Sokka like Pian Dao is like he he appreciates a little bit of silliness he appreciates things that are a little bit out of the box 
uh, I thought I thought this was good. Uh, I feel like this is like the type of person that Sokka would learn from. So I'm glad Pandao ends up training him. Uh, the first thing we learn here is about the sword and how the weapon is an extension of himself. Like an extra <laughs> head? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was looking at my notes and I was like, I started laughing because of the joke in the episode. Yeah. He, he says like, oh, like a second head. <laughs> he says it so casually. It just gets me all the time. <laughs> Yeah, that was a hilarious joke. I agree. Yeah, uh, who would ever say that? Like, <laughs> What's up? Who would ever like say that? Who would ever <laughs> yeah, think like an extension of your body is a second head? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just that that really just tickled me for some reason. Um, yeah, and then because I feel like so Sokka, like when he's training the people in the Water Nation, I feel like this is something he would have said, like think about the weapon as an extension of your arm. Like, that seems like a very Sokka piece of advice, and for him to just jump a second a second ahead really got me. Um, anyway, so, yeah, we start talking about how, like, the sword is a versatile weapon, uh, its imagination is limitless, and so are the possibilities of the sword. Uh, which made me just think, like, a sword is a waterbender. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> other three in the T-Quartet are, but swords are waterbenders confirmed. Oh, there you go. I was not thinking along those lines, but that's true. Yeah, it does sound like um, a waterbender. Yeah, I, I also had in my notes to think of three other weapons to sort, and I forgot to do that. So we'll have to do that later, uh, <laughs> unless we have any right now. Um, uh, yeah, I think a right. shield would be an earthbender. That's all. I, I'm not going to sort okay. any other weapons, right. but I think a shield would be an earthbender. Well, then I think like an arrow is, is uh, like an airbender. Oh, okay. That's true. Okay. What's a firebender? A flamethrower. <laughs> I was going to say flamethrower. on the nose. Sorry. So I'm sorry. <laughs> our four weapons are sword, shield, arrow, flamethrower. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> I know. Because uh, arrows are projectiles. That's yeah, not similar exactly. at all. Exactly. Yeah. Dang. Yep. Just those damn. All right. Well, there you go. That's our first secrets out of the episode. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we're, we're going to have, uh, we're going to cut back to Sokka and his master in a bit. But first, we get Team Avatar, uh, ex Sokka, and they're very bored. Uh, they have nothing to do. Uh, Aang is like trying to think of ideas. Toph is picking at her toes. Gross. Uh, yeah, pretty gross. Like, I agree. Keep that, keep that to yourself. Uh, we also then later see her pick her nose. Uh, I'm not sure I'd want her at my party now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it. Like, very inconsiderate. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm not about that. Yeah, uh, Toph not known for her hygiene, sadly. That's true. Yeah, when I don't really know what to do, I typically don't, uh, I don't like, yeah, if I don't know what to say, I typically wouldn't go to like the grossest things that I'm doing. It makes me even more worried for what Top is telling us here. Um, and another thing I wanted to mention from last episode. So we saw that Sokka was like super worried about the schedule, how we have to wake up 40 minutes early because of all this. As soon as Sokka gets a master, the schedule seems to fly out the window. Uh, Katara mentions here, like Sokka's been in charge of the schedule. I'm not sure what we should be doing. Uh, like, I don't know. If anyone else found a master, Sokka would be complaining. Uh, yeah. Brandon, is he a hypocrite? 
I was thinking about this. I specifically watched the episode and obviously listened to, you know, last week's podcast to, to, uh, to get more of a context of a feel going into this one where the people mm-hmm. are at. And I was like, yeah, like what happened to Mr. You know, we can't even. So like Saka is like, we have to be so strict that we're going to eat and go to the bathroom at the same time. Like he went from that, which is insane to this. And, uh, I did have another Aang moment to clock here too when they're, we're all mm-hmm. together where Katara makes a bad joke. She's trying to, you know, like kind of lighten the mood or kind of like try to make up for Sokka's absence. And he says, I guess the jokes don't run in the family. Like, <laughs> like you, you just said that her hair looks terrible earlier. And now you're saying this like right in front of her. Like it's not even something he just muttered to himself under his breath. Like he said it out loud and everyone could hear it. It's like, geez, like why are you being so mean to Katara? Coming off an episode two where like she had such a big episode, uh, you know, saving the village and being the painted lady and everything. So like, come on, Ing. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, in, in Ang's defense, it was a pretty bad joke. <laughs> yes, I do agree with that. But she's trying. Yeah. True. Yeah. She she is trying. Uh, I I agree. Jokes don't run in the family. Uh, you know, clearly Sock is the the comedic one. Uh, but yeah, like even like from last episode, they were getting a lot closer. Like they had that moment where they like took down the uh, the whole Fire Nation factory together. Yeah, I think uh, Aang's kind of taking two steps back here. But hey, at least he's not going to give a fake compliment. So you know, when Aang compliments you, it is legitimate. Because if he doesn't believe it, he will tell you straight to his face. Uh, to your face. Um, so then we see, uh, yeah, we cut back to Uncle Iroh again. Uh, I think this is the time where he's doing the like upside down uh, sit ups, is what I have in my notes. I, I, I don't, I don't really have a, a ton to say about his exercises again. No, me neither. So, we can kind of yada great. yada it. I mean, w- the final moment of the episode is pretty cool, so we'll talk about like the final Iroh thing. But besides that, True. I mean, nothing else to talk about here. The only True. thing I had on it was just like, it's just, it's really cool. I think how they did this, how they cut it in between. And, you know, cause I feel like they could kind of show a montage, like a lesser show mm-hmm. might do that all at once. But mm-hmm. like, this made it feel like there was actually time passing the way they were cutting in and out. Yeah. That's a very yeah. good observation. I agree. Yeah. I do. I do like that. Like we do these like check-ins. Uh, sometimes it gives us like a bit of whiplash if they're a bit longer, but when they're this mm-hmm. short, like I feel like we're not really missing anything. Like we're going from team avatar to like the soccer thing. So like, to check in with uh, Uncle Iroh for five seconds is a good use of the like five second check in. Yeah. Um, anyway, so now they're getting back, and this has like big Karate Kid energy because they're like, okay, mm-hmm. the first thing you're gonna do in, uh, to get good at swords is use calligraphy, uh, and so they're gonna like write the name to become a good swordsman. And Pian Dao gives some like silly excuse. Uh, I I don't I don't really know if I buy it. But he does say that you cannot take back a stroke of the brush or a stroke of the sword, which reminds me of a catchphrase my friend used to say, which is that the first stroke is arbitrary and the second stroke is genius. He would say this all the time. Uh, <laughs> literally, like, it, I don't think it really means much, uh, but he would say it constantly that, like, whenever you're making an art, like a piece of art, the first stroke doesn't matter. Because it can be, it can turn into anything. But as soon as you make a second stroke, that's when the genius starts. So I just had to get that out there because it's. I've been hearing it for years. I don't know what it means, but maybe someone can. Talk. I feel like all my strokes are arbitrary and reductive because <laughs> <laughs> they're not like my art. My artistic capability is just not there, sadly. All right. Well, even yeah. with calligraphy, are you guys good at calligraphy? You guys write in handwriting a lot. No, I can do my name. No. That's it. If I if I, I ever get famous, if Ang and there ever suddenly 
make, nice. makes me and Jacob into household names that I can sign my autograph. That's about it. Uh, yeah, I've kind of given up signing my name. Uh, the only time I have to do it is like on checks, uh, like at restaurants or whatever, like when I'm like signing, I always just do a smiley face now because I know it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess means now everyone can force me signatures. Maybe I shouldn't have said that <laughs> on a podcast, but, um, yeah, like I, I've just given up on signing my name. I don't really know how to even do my name in cursive. So no, I can't mm-hmm. do it. It's, it's a skill yeah. I would like to have, but there's no use for it. So I'm never going to pick it up. I agree. Yeah. They just taught us it in like school one time, and then I just like learned a little bit. Like Zed is pretty cool to write, so yeah. Okay. Also, well, can either of you guys cool. point uh, paint a, a Z or a Z for for Zach uh, on your face, like Zaka Zaka, <laughs> and uh, then rub it around on a paper and turn it perfectly into a face? Like that's a pretty good skill. <laughs> see, see that I could do a lot better uh, at least, but then. So he paints the Z on his face. He puts his face all on the paper. He still has a Z on his face. Like, yeah. what happened here? Like, I, I don't understand how that works. But yeah, uh, that I could do. I could. That is my signature. I will paint my face. I will put my face on the paper. That's about the art level that I'm at. Uh, yeah, I don't know about anyone else here, but uh, I'm <laughs> not quite the not quite the visual artist. Uh, That's just, fair. I'll say that. But you're a great noodle artist, right? That's what we were talking about a couple of episodes ago. That's your forte. You're like a master noodle artist. No, I don't think I'm a good noodle artist. I'm just not that bad of a noodle artist. (laughs) You know what? Okay, so this uh, it it the noodle art that uh, Aang makes reappears in episode nine, Nightmares and Daydreams. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will I will do some noodle art before that podcast. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. All right. Anyway, yeah. What, what's your best art medium, Zach? Oh, that's not, 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 not my art medium. You try to call me out on my noodle art. I'll, I'll give it right back to you. I'm just making a joke. You know, I no. I I told you I can't even do noodle art, so I I'm not aided. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Probably, no, it's I okay. I'll do some noodle. I'll do noodle art of a giraffe. To shout out Akiva. That's oh what I'll god. do next time. Oh my god. That photo that he tried to draw of a giraffe was horrendous. Uh, like, it, it's I can't even go into it. It's too much. It was the ugliest <laughs> thing I've ever seen, uh, and I like the guy anyway. Um, so yeah, they they decide to like uh, you know put his identity in paper. I thought this was funny. Uh, I appreciated this joke. I feel like every one of the montages that they do, or every one of the small segments, ends up turning into a great joke, and I really did appreciate that. Uh, Pian Dao was like, yeah, he like he. Looks a little upset, but I I don't think he's like mad. He's just kind of like, oh, this guy is like silly. Uh, I feel like that's like the perfect person for Sokka. Um, anyway, so they start fighting. Uh, he like fights the butler, uh, and then he like pretty much immediately gets beat, uh, like pretty quickly actually. Uh, you know, for being someone who's like good with a sword, he's pretty trash here. Um, yeah, I didn't have a ton more to say on that fight. Uh, but then I think we get something. Like a good idea, uh, where Pian Dao takes him to a beautiful landscape and he says, Landscape painting teaches a warrior to take a lay of the land in his mind. You only have an instant to take it in. So he turns Sokka around. Sokka sees an incredible view, uh, like a great river that's like waterfalling into like this majestic canyon, like absolutely beautiful, postcard picture esque. And he tells him to paint it, uh, without looking again. Could you do this at all? 
is this is this something that you'd be e- even able to describe what you saw, Brandon? Like, how would you fare in this task? I feel like even though I was, I was looking at it, I couldn't make it like anything <laughs> like too too good. I, I, I'm not the most artistically uh, skilled person when it comes to drawing or painting or anything. I, I did love the line here though that uh, you added a rainbow. I did love that part. I love Saka's creativity. Maybe I would do something like that uh, to kind of make up for the rest of it being so bad. Yeah, Yeah, I used to always add rainbows and like a sun in the corner. That was like my go-to. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like every single time I drew something, it was always like, even if I was drawing like hills or mountains, it always had the same thing. It always had cloud, uh, the, the sun in like the top left corner and a tree with like a, a little knot in it. For some reason, like those were always go-tos. Didn't matter if it was in the desert, uh, if it was in the Arctic, I would always have all of those things because like I felt like I could draw those like decently well. So they made an appearance in every single drawing I had. Um, yeah, but Sokka adds a rainbow here. I thought that was very funny. Uh, <laughs> I appreciated the create creative liberty that he had. Um, yeah. Then the next thing uh, is we're getting back to the fighting. Uh, this time, Sokka's, you know, doing a little bit better. Apparently, painting a landscape and painting his face has improved him a bit. Uh, he's able to do something. Uh, he's like, you know, he's getting his his hits in. Uh, and then Pian Dao says, like, oh, Sokka. And he turns around <laughs> to see what he was saying. Then the butler knocks him on his butt. And he says, concentrate on what you're doing. And I laughed very hard at this. I love this joke. This is a great bit. Good um, lesson to teach, too. Like, a, or a good, uh, let me rephrase. That's like a good way to teach that lesson. Just be like, hey, concentrate. Like, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like giving someone advice, like, on what they're already doing is, like, also just funny. Like, if, if you were, like, uh, yeah, if you were, like, taking a free throw, it's like, hey, Zach, Make sure you make this one. Like, like, yes, thank you. That was the goal. That was the intended uh, thing I was doing here. So I appreciated that. Uh, then we get my favorite one. Uh, Pian Dao tells him that he is supposed to rock garden. Uh, he's supposed to manipulate his surroundings to use them to his advantage. Sokka hears manipulate them to his advantage and he gets a clever idea. Brandon. Did you appreciate this? Would you have thought of this? Uh, are you are you as clever as what Sokka does here? Uh, it, it's a definitely an interesting interpretation of advantage to, to yes. relax. <laughs> and I like how, how mad uh, the butler gets. He's like he's like like just incensed. He's like can't believe it. Um, uh, would I do this? No, I think I'd be I think I'd be terrified if I was learning from someone and like made something into like a resting thing. <laughs> I think that would be terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, you, you like go into their house, they have everything set up, and you're like, great, I'm going to make a reclining chair for myself. <laughs> like, what an absolute power move. That's like if someone has a favorite seat at the table, and you're just like, no, I'm taking that one now. This is where I'm going to sit. <laughs> yeah, I have a seat in my house that I always sit in. And like, if someone like knew that, they walked in and they just like sat in my seat, that would be like the same energy as soccer here. Uh, but I really appreciate this. This is exactly what Sokka would do. Like he wants to rock garden. Like he's going to make himself comfortable. Uh, Zach, do you appreciate Sokka's creativity here? Yeah, I did. I really like what Sokka does here. I feel like I, I hope I would be smart enough to do something similar, but I don't know if I have the ingenuity that Sokka has. No, this is a genius. It's very smart from Sokka. Here. Yeah, we we often see Sokka come up with clever solutions to things. Uh, he's often coming up with like inventive ways to trick people or all that. 
it's nice to see that he also, uh, you know, even on his off days, even when he's relaxing, he's uh, coming up with something. And then this man has the absolute audacity to ask the butler for our cold drink. He's like, he's just, he's Jay Chillin on the rock. And he's like, hey, you want to get me a cold drink? And then Pianda's like, I'll take a slice of lemon in mine, which is <laughs> great. Uh, it's really cool how Pianda appreciates like every single little thing Sokka's doing here. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Poor Butler. Uh, Poor you know, Butler. He gets his whole rock garden messed up and then has to go get him a drink. Then in the next scene, we see Pianda sipping a drink with a little lemon. I thought there was a great little gag by the animators yes. to include that. I really appreciated that. I, that. That's like the type of thing that sets Avatar apart. Like, other lesser shows would not have that little joke of Piandao sipping the drink with the lemon. Like, especially the animated shows, they just like skip right over it. But Avatar is like, no, we're giving you full, uh, full lemon here. I appreciated that. Um, yep. Yeah, so then we see, uh, you know, Sokka start to fight here. Uh, I don't really have a, a ton to say, uh, here. Like, they, he, Sokka's better. Uh, Zach, any highlights from, from this? And it's just shocking, like, how bad is the butler at sword play, considering Sokka's in one day of sparring is able to get the best of him? That just <laughs> kind of shocked me. But besides that, I don't also have much else to say. We can move on. But yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> just how was yeah. Sokka able to beat him in, like, one day of trading? I mean, like, I know that I already banned saying his name, but his name is Fat. Like, beating a guy named Fat is, like, it's not as impressive as, like, uh, beating someone else. I don't know. Maybe, uh, <laughs> Maybe Fash is not that good. Like, uh, Brandon would even consider that a dub to like beat a guy named Fat who's like a butler at the, at the school. I was going to say, maybe that's why he's the butler. Like, he's, he's, really, he's not the master. He's very much the butler. Yeah. 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 Uh, like there's probably like some other student who's like a level two, uh, like person like uh, above Sokka who's like not literally, uh, like fetching glasses of water and is like actually training who would have, who would have beaten Sokka here, but. Um, anyway, yeah, so then the next thing we get is, uh, Uncle Iroh doing some clap push-ups. He doesn't even go onto his hands. He goes on his knuckles to mm. do the push-ups. Wow. Uh, I would like to admit something, uh, on the podcast. I tried to do this this morning. <laughs> it is not very easy. It hurts your knuckles quite yeah. bad. To try to land on your knuckles after clapping. Uh, not fun. Would not recommend. I don't um, think I could even come close to this. My goodness. <laughs> I didn't even bother. I thought part of me thought about it. I was like, should I attempt this? And I was like, no, you know what? It's not even worth it. Well, th- so there's some monkey bars at, a, at, um, at like a playground next to me. And I did consider trying to do like an upside down, uh, sit up to see how hard that would be. Um, but then there was a, a a child at the playground and it felt <laughs> weird to uh at eight in the morning uh go hang on the monkey bars and do a sit-up next to a child so i opted out of that one uh good call yeah i, I couldn't have done it anyway so it would have been even more embarrassing like i would have hung off the side and then like tried and then like had to ask the mom like hey can you come help me like i'm a little stuck here <laughs> so i'm glad i didn't end up doing it uh, uh, but yeah just just uh it just shows how impressive uh uncle iroh is here um, but then, uh, I don't really get why he's actually clapping. Like maybe it, like it definitely makes it harder. Uh, but then like he just leaves himself open to like getting caught because the warden yeah. comes and like 
he happens to like start like doing his crazy clapping in time. But, like there's a chance that like the warden sees him a little bit earlier. And yeah, I don't know. I thought this was a, a bit of a strategic error from Uncle Iroh. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't realize how the clapping push-ups could draw the attention of the guard earlier. No, you're right. That is like a tactical error from Ira. That's a weird way to like play it off too. Like who does that? Like what kind of like person just like claps like randomly? Like I don't think that's like a real like crazy person like vibe kind of thing. I don't I, I don't I don't know about that one. That is true. I've never seen someone clapping to themselves. Uh <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe like if I'm ever trying to, you know, get someone off the scent of how on top of things I am, I'll just start clapping randomly. <laughs> you know, what can go wrong? Um, yeah. So then, uh, yeah, Uncle Iroh, uh, is just seen as like some crazy dude. Uh, and then he goes back to doing his, uh, exercising. So we go back to Team Avatar. Uh, Team Avatar is staring at the map. Uh, without Sokka, they've got nowhere where they're going. Uh, and Toph actually calls them noodle brains. Uh, <laughs> apparently, noodle art's making it up. Uh, <laughs> there we also go. Have noodle brains. And Katara is really proud of this joke that she has. Her joke is, if you miss Sokka so much, why don't you marry him? Probably like the worst, most juvenile joke ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why she's proud of it, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, this was not funny. Uh, I, I, I don't get why she was so proud of it. I love how, like, she grins. She looks, like, so happy about herself. Uh, she looks, like, very proud, but yeah. Uh, yeah, not, not a great joke. Uh, Brandon, do you have a go-to joke that you like to tell? Oh, man. Uh, if I did, I, you know, a little bit. yeah, I wish I could use it right now and be really funny. Um, but I can't, so <laughs> I, I don't. Um, I'm not, I'm not the, uh, no, I'm, I'm not, look, I'm uh, not doing stand up anytime either. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, what's um, your go to joke? Uh, Cause I don't have I, one. I'm just going to so, preface that right now. <laughs> okay. So I used to tell this anti joke that was like, it like took like three minutes to tell. It's not worth it. <laughs> oh, uh, oh my God. Okay. But, 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 but. My go-to joke. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's not gonna be funny, but I find it funny. Okay, a bear <laughs> walks into a bar, and the bartender's like, "Hey, what do you want to drink?" And the bar, uh, the bear says to him, "I want a gin." A gin, eh? <laughs> and tonic. And the bartender's like, "Sure, but why the long pause?" And he says, I don't know. I had him all my life. <laughs> so, like, the long pause on the bear. Yeah, I get uh. it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Zach was like, a gin and? Like, uh, yeah. All right. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I was, I was so confused. I thought, for a second, I thought that was the punchline. But then I, I understood the pause. All right. No, all you right. have to pause to, yeah, to, yeah, to make yeah, the yeah. joke funny. Yeah, the long pause. I get it. It's just, it's a weird thing because I under, bears have paused, but are their paws long? That's a weird thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's just the joke. <laughs> I feel like Aang wouldn't like this joke. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your way of you telling me that you also didn't like it, but you were trying to be nice? Because that's fine. Well, Aang's an airbender. Brandon's an airbender. <laughs> oh. All right, that's fine. You know what? I, I I assume that this joke, like, especially, doesn't work on podcasting where people are just gonna like, did he just like cut out? Like, you lose connection, right? Right. All right. Well, that was a flop. Maybe I'll just like <laughs> so no one hears that I'm not funny. 
anyway, uh, apparently um, Sokka's master is happy with his day of training. Uh, he says, like, yeah, you, you, did, a, you did a good job. Uh, Sokka's like, I did? I thought I messed up everything. And he says, you messed up everything in a very special way. Is that not an insult? Like, Brandon, if I told you, hey, thanks for coming on the podcast, you messed things up in a very special way, would you not be offended? Uh, I would feel bad for messing things up, but I think in Sokka, for Sokka, um, I, I, I took this as like, this is a, a compliment, maybe in Sokka's world, because it's very much him being like unapologetically him thinking outside of the box. I think maybe his approach to all this stuff and thinking of things in a unique way can take this kind of weird compliment in a way that it's supposed to be taken. I think Kandel knows he, he kind of can know what this means. The, the, the normal person, yes, I think this would be offensive, but for Sokka specifically, I think he gets it. Okay, yeah, no, that that is fair. Like, Sokka does seem like the type to be able to take this. Uh, if anyone is trying to compliment me, please do not say I mess things up in a special way. Uh, <laughs> I would like to do things in a competent way, uh, at least. So, yeah. Uh, Zach, what's what's the best way to compliment you if I'm ever trying to gas you up? Hmm, I don't know. Any any compliment's a good compliment with me. I don't. I won't okay. get offended. You can say I mess things up in a special way, and I'll take it as a compliment. So, right, well, uh, sounds good to me. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so Sokka's messed things up all the way to getting a sword. Uh, Piandao says, "Like, no, uh, we're not. I'm not going to give you one of my swords. We're going to make it yourself." Uh, I have to say, I thought making a sword was like a week long process. Like, it does not seem like it'd be quick to like take the ore, like, smelt it, like, hit it into a shape. Like, I don't really know how blacksmithing works. Maybe, Zach, you can tell me once. Oh, no, I have no go. idea. <laughs> well, once you go live in your, like, single-use district, and you oh, become a yeah. blacksmith. Oh, yeah. True, true. Yeah, you're um, right. <laughs> but, until then, I have no idea. Uh, Piandao, like, puts him in front of a bunch of different materials. This really felt like, uh, like a quest in a video game, where it's like, Oh, like what material do you want to use? Do you want to use this option or this option? Like they have different stats and you can like see the different ones and like you get to customize it. Um, yeah, it felt like, I don't know, like a Skyrim quest, honestly. Um, but anyway, uh, Sokka decides to go outside the box, uh, which is very like him. He decides instead of using any of the materials he has, he's going to go get his own material. And Piandao looks very pleased with this. Uh, he looks very happy to know that Sokka is thinking outside of the box. Sokka decides to go up to the rest of Team Avatar, who's all just sitting around bored, and, and they perk up immediately. Uh, Toph gets super excited. She's like, oh, Sokka's coming, and like gets all excited. Uh, they all get so happy to see him. This is great. Like uh, It's like a coming home party. Um, yeah, not sure I've had as warm of a reception as Sokka got here, but it seems nice. Uh, he seems, uh, yeah, people people are excited to see him. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I had a reception that warm, honestly. <laughs> I can't remember the last time. Even my own family. I'll walk into the house. No one's greeting me the way they're greeted Sokka here. Well, if you're as funny as Sokka, uh, then then maybe maybe you'd be able to do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, like, drag you that hard. I was just <laughs> saying that Sokka's so funny. Not that I'm, you're not funny. You got wow. me off guard. My bad. Sorry. Okay. So you said you liked compliments in any way. Uh, you're funny in a very special way, Zach. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Switching it around like that. I see how it is. I'm just not funny at all. Only in a special way. All uh, right. 
here, if you come visit Chicago, I will uh, roll out the red carpet for you uh, like they do for Saka. I oh, will, nice. uh, you know, greet you excitedly. I'll, uh, yeah, run up to you and, and tell you to say something funny. <laughs> there we go. I, I like that. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so then, like, Toph is trying to play it cool here. Uh, mm-hmm. I know, Brandon, you mentioned earlier that, you know, Aang is being a little silly, flirting. Uh, if he's like trying to flirt with Katara, being a little bit rude, is Toph just like trying to play it cool and not show Sokka how much she cares? I thought this was a cool little moment. Like it, it's it's almost like you could blink and miss it a little bit. But like Toph says, she doesn't care. But then she blushes and she's turning around. Like she couldn't even look at him. You know when uh, she said that. I, I thought that was really good. I thought that was a, a nice little moment there. Yeah, um, and. Not even look at him might be a bit much. She she can't see, but uh, face him, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 face <laughs> him. Um, yeah, like I, I did think that that was that was a cute moment uh, when she like blushes a little bit and just gets like a little bit excited to see him. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Uh, so Sokka has a vision in mind. Uh, Sokka is gonna use the help of all of his bending friends to get the rock, uh, the meteorite all the way up to this castle. Uh, yeah, I thought this was like a good use of, uh, of his, of his friends, um, to be able to like use this. Uh, and then we cut to Uncle Iroh for a second. Uh, I, I didn't actually have any notes for this Uncle Iroh thing. Uh, He's just doing some handstand pushups. So that's it. Yeah. Very impressive. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't do them. I uh, didn't even try this one, but I know I couldn't. I have a question uh, for you guys. Does yeah. does them bringing the meteor up automatically out them as like a group of benders that are not firebenders? Because how would mm. these four kids be able to bring the meteor up without bending, right? I thought that like instantly should have out. I mean, but Pianda already knows, so it doesn't really matter. Mm. But yeah, that was just something that weighed on my mind. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, especially because like the other ores that they're using are like I don't know, like maybe like six inches by three inches, like the other ones that were options. So you don't actually need a lot of the meteor to do this. Like Toph could have, instead of like uh, dragging up the entire meteor, she could have just taken like a little section and like given that to him. That would have made a lot more sense. Like you could have sliced off enough for someone to carry with his own hands. Yeah, wait, why did they carry the whole thing, actually? What? <laughs> yeah, I know. that You make a really good point, though. That's what they should have done. They should have just brought a chunk of the meteor. Oh, well, it's not that big a deal. I, I didn't even realize how good of a point I was making as I made it. Now that I've said it, I like I don't understand why at all they carried the entire thing. That is insane. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, I don't know. Brandon, is there any reason why they would need the entire meteor up there? Like, Is there anything nope. to think about? No, I think that's a good call out by Zach. I mean, like we said, like TM already knows, but like they should have, they don't know that he knows. <laughs> like they should be more careful about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sokka's so awkward when Pianda's like asking him like, Oh, who are your friends? He's like, Oh, just some good, some good fire nation people. Just some, uh, you know, regular <laughs> folks. It's like, uh huh. Yeah. Seems, sure. seems likely. Uh, but yeah, they say, uh, they're going to make a sword out of the meteorite. And here, uh, Zach, you know, as the blacksmith, or future blacksmith yourself. Do you want to take us through every all of the steps here? Because 
Uh, I, I wasn't so interested myself. But. <laughs> no, I don't have all the steps here. I just thought it looked like an interesting process. Them like burning the okay. coals and melting it down. I thought it looked pretty cool. I always think blacksmithing looks really cool in, in, in anime and media in general. It's just like a cool thing to watch. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, if you had to do like one job, uh, like and live in a town where everyone did the job, uh, what, what would you want to do? Hmm. And we're talking about like maybe like an old village, like not modern times. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, it can't be like a town of podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Or, or blogging, right? Or any of that. Yeah. Stuff. Blogging or football fans. Like, like not, none of those. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I always like the scenes in the movies or the TV shows where the, like the blacksmith is like hitting the sword. Like I like that part a lot. Maybe I can okay. be that kind of guy. I can kind of just like, I can kind of get on the uncle Iro workout routine and get like yoked <laughs> and then just be like that big burly guy. Cause I'm, you know, I'm tall and I have the big thing. I can just be like that big person who just goes around and, uh, you know, smashes the sword and gets it ready. That's true. I, I feel like, you know, if you grow your hair out a little bit, you like go for like a man bun or something and you're just like hitting that. That's like a, that's an aesthetic right there. Uh, all right. So there you go, Zach. Uh, you, you got someone to join your uh, little blacksmithing uh, like shop. There we uh, go. Yeah. All right. Well, now I feel left out. Maybe I should. Is there a thing I can do in the blacksmith shop? Maybe I can like, sweep. I don't really want to like deal with the hot stuff. It seems, it seems like a very hot environment. Yeah. Uh, there's like a lot of fire. Uh, there's a lot of like sweating. Uh, I don't want to do any of that. Maybe I can be like, I don't know, front of house and like smile at people. That seems better. Um, anyway, so they, uh, yeah, he's making the sword. Uh, he like does all the steps, you know, he's like putting the, the ore in the furnace and then the, it gets hot and then he like pours it and then he hits stuff. That's, that's about what I have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I had a question. Um, yes. Like, I don't think we know the answer here unless you guys have some like secret knowledge that I don't know about. But like, is a meteorite actually like good material for a sword? Like, I feel like, like, I really wonder about that. I feel like it might not be. <laughs> so I was looking up, uh, impact of meteorites trying to see if the meteorite would kill everyone. Uh, cause I'm pretty sure like a meteorite that big would like cause serious damage. And I did see that a meteorite made of like rock rock is like approximately like two or three times as dense as like other metals that we'd be using. Mm. So I don't actually know it would make a great sword, especially for someone as small as Sokka, uh, because I don't think that he, like, it's heavy. Like, so even getting yeah. like the same length, it like you're swinging around a sword that's like very, very heavy. Uh, the sword he makes is like pretty large. So yeah, I hadn't really made this connection until now, but it, it is, it is pretty impressive that he's able to even use it because I think it's probably too large for him, especially with the, the higher weight. Damn, aren't we lucky to have Jacob on the podcast just to give <laughs> us this scientific explanation? Because <laughs> Lord knows I did not have an answer for that, and Jacob did. So, thank yeah, you. Zach, I should I should have had you answer first, no, uh, no, no, just no. to see what you came up with. No, yeah, I you know I, I try to come prepared with random uh, you know, nice. facts. No, wait, this the- is my fact. Remember, Zach, we did this like three months ago when we were like doing the random facts and I never had <laughs> Yeah, I remember with This AJ. is it. Wow. AJ Norris, timestamp it, an hour and 30 minutes in the podcast. I finally have my facts. Let's go. What a there great day. <laughs> All right. Uh, great. He has a sword. Uh, yeah, probably not a great sword uh, from the material standpoint, but it looks pretty cool. Uh, and then we get a nice graduation ceremony for Sokka here. Uh, graduating probably in record time, I hope, uh, or else Pandel's classes are very short. 
Uh, but he gets a graduation ceremony. He even has his friends behind him, uh, right there, like ready to cheer him on. Uh, and then Piendel says, uh, I saw a heart as strong as a lion turtle and twice as big. I know how big a lion turtle is. Uh, I don't know about like, I don't know how large organs are. I am sorry. I didn't come with that fact, Zach. Uh, <laughs> but I have to say a, a heart that's twice as big as a lion turtle is probably like as large as Sokka himself. <laughs> I'm going to fact check uh, PN out here. True. Uh, what if lion turtles have really small hearts? It's like how stegosauruses apparently have like peanut sized brain. What if like a lion turtle's heart is just like the size of like a human's heart? <laughs> how do we know that? How do we know that they had like small brains? I don't know. That's what I mean. That's what scientists have said. I think I don't know. <laughs> they just not have a big space like in their skulls. Like, how do we know these things? That, that's mm. insane. I don't. Sorry. Yeah, I have that's no idea. Weird tangent. I, yeah, my bad. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Me like freaking out about how we don't know things. Uh, it was it was a good call. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe their hearts are really small. So like two times the lion turtle heart is a regular human heart and. Sokka doesn't know that, so he doesn't know it's like uh, not that big of a compliment. <laughs> Seems right. Um, and then, yeah, because he keeps insulting him, actually. Maybe this isn't... Maybe Piandel's actually just reading him, because he says, like, it wasn't your skills that impressed me. No, it certainly <laughs> wasn't your skills. I was like, dude, lay off. Like, <laughs> he's come a long way. Like, you don't need to be so rude about it. Uh, but then he says uh, some things that are, like, very true about Sokka. He has creativity, versatility, and intelligence. He says these are traits that define a great swordsman. And this really is great. It sums up Sokka quite well. He is very creative. He has the versatility from being Water Nation, and he is highly intelligent. Uh, I really like that, that Piandao picked all of this up for him, and I think that he really does sum up uh, Sokka's character quite well. Uh, I appreciated this scene quite a lot. Uh, yeah. Zach, what were your thoughts on this uh, graduation speech that he gets? Yeah, I love this little graduation ceremony. You can tell in the short time Piandao and Sokka spent with each other, they understand each other. And I like all the stuff Piandao was saying about Sokka here. Great stuff all around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brandon, uh, do you need a, a graduation ceremony where someone uh, sums up your entire personality and, and gasses you up as well? I think so. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> a basic requirement for me. Uh, preferably not one where uh, my instructor is, is telling me like how bad I was at something first, and then the music yeah. cuts out, and everyone is like in front of my friends too or whatever. Yeah, like pretty pretty embarrassing. But uh, yeah, but ultimately, uh, I I think Piano does that like kind of like keep him in check and humble him too because he knows he kind of he needs that humbling, even though he came to him with humbling. But yeah, I thought that was really cool. Those to name those three traits, I think that's a that's a really good thing. I think. To do with people it's uh you know list some traits that they're specifically good at yeah like words of affirmation is like always really appreciated and especially when they're like this targeted to the person themselves like who they are at the core not about like uh, how bad their hair is but like about like who they actually are that's like really special to be able to be seen in that way um and i i, I appreciated this you said that you didn't want someone who insulted you uh, to be at your graduation ceremony. I don't want someone who will fight me to be at mine. Uh, because Sokka, in a second here, is going to reveal that he's actually not from the Fire Nation. He's from the Southern Water Tribe. Uh, and Piendao is like, all right, time to fight. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, maybe this is like something that you have to do in order to graduate from this school. But I would not want to take him on in a fight. Uh, you know, my graduation ceremony was a lot more tame. I just like, walked across the stage and like, uh, they miss, they miss said my name. Uh, there's a lot more chill than having someone like come at me with a sword. 
Um, anyway, the fight that they have here is pretty cool. Uh, so it's like very nice uh, to see like the sword fighting in peak form uh, here. Sokka uh, is like starting to fight when Aang, Katara, and Toph all get up. They're ready to take down Pian Dao. And I like this move from Sokka. Where he says like, "No, this is my fight. Like I'm going to take this on." Uh, like you know, obviously, I think Aang, Katara, and Toph would not let him get like totally murked here, but like they are going to let him like have his own fight, and I did appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Before we get to the fight, though, we get to the warden, who really is just being disrespectful. Uh, he says, like, you were our top general. Now look at you. Look what you've become. And he, like, throws his food on the ground. Uh, not great. Uh, but this, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah. I mean, look at what he's become. And then the, it shows what he's become. He's become yoked, swole, jacked. <laughs> Yeah, portly chap, no more. Uh, Uncle Iroh is really quite fit. I will say, I think he might skip leg day. <laughs> oh, shots fired. He oh. looked a little top heavy. I don't know. Like, maybe he didn't have a leg press or something, but I think he was skipping leg day. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> As someone who skips most of the days of working out, uh, <laughs> I probably can't say too much, but... You know, I don't know, Uncle Iroh. Don't don't disregard the uh, water leg muscles. Yeah, I skip every day. I tell people I'm allergic to the gym when they ask. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're not getting yoked like uh, like Uncle Iroh. Uh, Yeah, Brandon, was this a moment that you had remembered uh, from watching the show? Oh, absolutely. To, to Zach's point, real quick, uh, to quote a Bo Burnham special, um, this Kanye West rant from uh, uh, Make Happy or whatever it was. I can't remember the Netflix special, but he uh, there's a line in there. It's like, I'm, I don't go to the gym because I'm self-conscious about my body, but I'm self-conscious about my body because I don't go to the gym. Uh, very relatable. <laughs> and, then, and then he says, irony can be so yeah. painful. Yeah. Like, uh, wow. Yeah, the so references good. that you're making. Uh, thank you. Plus. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I do have in my notes here, yoked, like capital, all caps, yoked, like super yoked, <laughs> like very impressive. And also like, like this is an older guy too. Like think about this. Like we're all you know fairly younger. I can't even imagine like being in the future and like probably like, it's normal day aches and pains. And meanwhile, uncle is doing literally like one handed chin ups here. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He is like really like uh he's really found like all the exercises that work for him because like yeah, he's old. Uh, you know, obviously he was like very skilled fighter in his time, but to be able to get to that sort of physique from the body that he was starting with, like the before and after picture is incredible. Uh like whatever thing he was on, like whatever supplements he was taking, I'm sure, are gonna be flying off the shelf. Oh, <laughs> uh. Um, anyway, so we go back after just seeing absolutely yoked Uncle Iroh to, uh, Sokka and Piendao ready to fight. Uh, they somehow get into the sword fighting ring. Do you think that, like, we just didn't see the part where Piendao was like, hey, okay, pause, let's get into the sword fighting <laughs> ring real quick. Uh, we're gonna, like, set up in here so it's more fair. Like, I don't want to mess up my house. Like, hey, do you mind? Like, how else did they get here? You're right. No, that's exactly what happened. Piano just didn't want to mess up any of the antiques in his house, and they just like walked side by side to the sword fighting ring. Hey, uh, I respect it. Uh, I like <laughs> it quite a lot. You know, uh, keep keep your house in order, Piano. I, I love that for him. Um, anyway, so we start to see them fight here. 
Uh, Pienhouse is pretty good at this. Uh, clearly, he's like at least, uh, you know, as I said earlier, a second tier swordsman. He's like coming at Sokka. Uh, he's like going for his legs. He's like thrusting his sword. He's like trying to fight him back. And Sokka's like a bit on the run. Uh, the whole time, it kind of feels like Sokka's on the back of his feet, at least to start the fight. Sokka's jumping away. He's like uh, jumping on bridges, like going side to side. He really is like. Uh, you know, trying to get out of the way as best as he can, rolling around. And I think that Pando does a good job to say, like, oh, you're using your agility against an older opponent. Smart. Uh, I like how you like, mentioned that. Yeah, I, I, I like Sokka's uh, fighting style here. Um, yeah, a- any thoughts on the beginning part of this fight between the two of them? Not particularly. I think my favorite part of the fight is probably a little later when he it puts the sand in his eyes. I thought that's like genius because then it's like if you're in a fight with an opponent who's better than you at everything, pretty much to blind them is so smart with sand, and that's a, such a common like thing that any any person could have done. But for Sokka to think of it on the spot, I thought it was really impressive. How about you, Brandon? Any highlights of the earlier part of the fight? I like how Biendel does kind of roast himself a little bit there with that line, like using your superior, superior <laughs> agility against an older opponent. Like that's kind of that's kind of fun. Um, yeah, it's also kind of like weird though too, because like he's giving him like this advice as he's fighting him, because it like it did seem you know like he was mad at him when he revealed himself that like he's a waterbender, and you would think like okay, now I'm actually gonna fight you, like you betrayed my trust or whatever, mm-hmm. or you're the enemy. Um, but like again, he's like teaching him, so it's just kind of like a weird balance here. Yeah, it, it is it is a little odd. Like, I think if you would have read into it more, you'd have been like, oh, maybe he's not actually trying to fight me because, like, he does seem like he's mm-hmm. trying a little bit to uh, to defuse the situation, or at least, like, he's not, like, going full aggressive. Uh, I do like the moment when he, where he gets on top of the wall and Pianda's like, ooh, fighting from the high ground, which just made me think about uh, like Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars save. Like, yep. I was ready for him to just, uh, you know, go into the full, like, Revenge of the Sith mode here, but... Yeah, sadly he doesn't. I do think that Sokka does really cool fighting here. Uh, obviously, like he's outmatched a little bit, and I think that the way he uses this to get the advantage, like he goes into a forest and he starts slicing bamboo, and he starts like using the bamboo to get away. All of these tactics, using the agility, getting away, like diffusing the situation, are fighting like an airbender. Uh, in fact, Sokka at here, like, he's using, like, lots of, lots of clever techniques. And at one point, we even have the thing where Sokka's running away. Piandao swings over his head and he does the, like, uh, limbo type duck, uh, which is something that we've seen Aang do before in a fight. I thought the, like, the things that I was seeing in Sokka's fighting were inspired a lot by Aang. I, that was really cool to see the influence that Aang has had, even though they're very different sorts of fighting, to see Aang's influence on Sokka's fighting. I really, really appreciated that in the fighting styles. Uh, Zach, is that something that that uh, that you noticed, or did you see any other fighting styles that were represented in Sokka's fight? Not really. I didn't notice it on the spot, but now that you mentioned it, you're right. He did take a lot from A. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like from using the um, yeah from using like the bamboo, uh, you know, using the dirt to like get away. Uh, maybe he actually takes some from Toph, making someone blind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you um, love the blind jokes, don't you? <laughs> the blind jokes this episode were really funny. No, they, they were, were they really were, good. You've made a couple of yourself, too. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, can, I can stop. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I thought that this was, I thought this was really clever. I, I like seeing the influence that he had because, you know, Sokka's upset about not being a bender, uh, but he's able to learn a lot from them. 
uh, yeah, we see, uh, you know, them keep fighting. Eventually, Sokka does get the dirt in his eyes. Now, I have to say, Pindo's clearly a master uh, fighter. But Sokka's not able to beat someone who can't see. Is that a little embarrassing for Sokka? Like, once he gets him blind, I feel like he should be able to win the fight. Am I off base? Brandon, you, you, don't seem like you're just, you don't seem like you're agreeing too much. <laughs> well, I, I think uh, maybe you're just going back to your conspiracy theory earlier from the shop and that Piendel maybe isn't that good. I mean, he's a master, right? If he's a master, yeah. I feel like he should, he should. And like, you know, Sokka's newer to this too. It only took him, what, like a day or so and everything. Yeah, I, I think it's reasonable. <laughs> all right. All right. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I guess one day is not a ton of time. I could also not learn how to fight using swords in a day. So I'll... I'll, get, I'll give it a rest on that theory. Um, yeah, so then we see, like, uh, Piendel still able to, uh, to like, beat Sokka back. Uh, Piendel standing overhead, and we see everyone, like, chasing forward. Um, and then we see uh, Piendel say, excellent work, Sokka. Uh, everyone, like, rolls up to him, and Piendel says, oh, I'm a little too old to be fighting the Avatar. And I thought this was a great reveal that Piendel lets him know, like, Hey, like, I'm onto it. Like, I, I got it. Like, uh, I, I picked this one up. I thought this is a great way to reveal that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought this was, this was clever. Uh, and then of course he reveals that he knew, um, because Sokka was from the water tribe. Uh, it's clearly a water tribe name. <laughs> and then we get that line about the Lees. Uh, say the name Lee. There's a million Lees. Yeah. 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 That's what he, that's the name he should have gone with. It's funny because yeah. Lee is one of the more common, most common surnames even in our world. So, it's, and it's also my middle name. Oh, oh yeah, Brandon yeah. Lee Gowden. True. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a million of you. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. If you had to have a go-to name, uh, Brandon, what would you go with? Hmm. And this is like a disguise name. You're saying? Yeah, disguise name. I mean, Lee's like actually not a bad one. Like hmm. using, using the middle name as the disguise name is not terrible. Lee would be a good one. Uh, my mom wanted to name me, if not Brandon, Seth. Uh, Seth. And yeah, I feel like that's like a very like intense, like dark name. I don't know why. Maybe sorry if anyone <laughs> Seth that doesn't feel that way, but like not in a bad way. I, I kind of like it. But uh, uh, yeah, maybe Seth. Okay, yeah, Seth. Uh, dark name. Yeah, I, I see. It's definitely darker than like uh, than like. Yeah, Brandon's like, you know, like, no, yeah, Brandon's like a much lighter name. I, I, I kind of see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, my name was going to be Grant if it was not Jacob. Mm. So maybe, uh, maybe I would go with that one. Uh, I don't really like the name though. Um, anyway, yeah. All right. So yeah. Okay. You would be Seth, uh, for your name. Yeah. I don't think that'd give you away. Uh, so there you go. Anyway, uh, Katara asks, like, hey, why would you train someone from the Water Tribe? And Piendao says, like, yeah, the sword is not one nation. Uh, like, we're not going to constrain this to only be using, uh, you know, the sword in the Fire Nation. Like, we are going to open up the arts for everyone. And uh, he even says that one day that Sokka will be a greater master than he is, uh, which I appreciated. High praise. Um, yeah, very high praise. Uh, they all start walking away and then the butler, uh, has to run and catch up. Uh, and he says like, Oh, hey, like we needed, uh, to give you something to remember and buy. And it's a white lotus pie show tile. Do you think this is the same one that Uncle Iroh's had or they all have their own white lotus tiles? I think they all have their own white lotus uh, tiles. Makes sense. Dime a dozen. Yeah. 
Right, that makes sense. Uh, they they clearly don't know what the meaning is yet, uh, but I think that that will get revealed as the season goes on what White Lotus means. Um, but before we get that, we see Toph gets uh, a little space Earth, or uh, yeah, it's objectively not space Earth, but she gets space <laughs> Earth. She starts like twirling it. She makes a star. She makes some random uh, swirl, and then she makes the Nickelodeon logo. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was very funny. She's just like, hey, this is what network we're on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciated that. Uh, Brandon, I'm glad that you caught that as well. Uh, yeah. that, that you saw that. Um, actually, Zach, do they have the like same Nickelodeon logos in Canada? Yep, yep, they do. They do. Uh, the same like orange, like splat. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Katara says like, there's no such thing as space Earth. If it's from space, then it's not really Earth. I agree. Uh, I hope that this is not a debate like the bottled water debate. I hope this one's not very controversial. Uh, space, space Earth is not Earth. Um, anyway, then they all walk away uh, from the castle. And that is the episode. Uh, lots of fun little jokes. Lots of fun uh, things along the way. Some good fights, uh, some like good character moments with Sokka. This episode really had it all. Like going through the recap, I I really like this episode. Uh, Zach, what are your thoughts overall on the episode? Yeah, I love this episode. Honestly, with Sokka's training montages, the humor we getting yoked, Iroh. Nah, this is a fantastic episode. Honestly, it, it, there's very little low points. Like sometimes an Avatar episode, especially like season one, the episode will like start slow and then pick up by the back half. Mm-hmm. But this episode, right away, then like meteor hits, and then you see them putting out the fire. So yeah, overall, I very much thoroughly enjoyed this episode. What about you, Brian? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's like a special episode for me, but like kind of to Zach's point, I don't think I can really like ding it for much. I think it was just like a really quality episode. Uh, I think it's a relatable uh, growth arc for Sokka in terms of like, I think all of us in our lives at certain points feel like maybe like we're not uh, good at something compared to other people. And that kind of makes us feel down on ourselves. But then we can kind of realize we have other strengths that uh, make us special and good. And I, I just thought that was cool to see from Sokka, just how far we touched on too, how we grew, how he's grown so much from season one to season three. And it all feels very earned. And it wasn't just like he was jetpacked into this role. Like this was like, mm-hmm. it was a growing process. And, and also just how, you know, again, the show is obviously based on bending, but like the battle and everything and just the story, it's there's more than just the bending. It, there's, these are real characters, with personalities and, and different strengths and qualities and everything. And uh, even the people who aren't benders can be special, too. Yeah, yeah, you're you're very right saying this is not like a special episode. Uh, like this is not an episode that like, you know, moves the plot forward in a very crucial way or like sets this up or like has these like iconic moments. But even still, like it has the comedy, like the comparing it to Painted Lady last week, which was a, a good oh, episode. Yeah. Like there's a lot for Katara, but this episode does a lot for Sokka, and because it's like Sokka there making the jokes, like you have a lot of humor. It doesn't feel forced. Like you really do hit every single point of Avatar that I love so much, and I'm I'm very high on this episode. Uh, I think we should get to the episode rankings because I'm really. I'm uh, I'm liking it quite a lot. Uh, just to remind the people, every week we rank the episodes between zero and four cabbages. Uh, we take my score, Zach's score, the guest score, and the listener score to get the official ang in their average uh, to get our official ranking for the episode. Um, I don't really want to start because I feel like I might just be like way too high on it. I <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just gonna like go a little crazy here. Uh, Zach, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll give this a 3.6 out of 4. 
I think that's a solid okay. score. That's close to an A, if not an A. So yeah, three point six out of four. Okay, uh, Brandon, where where are you at on this this episode? So like I, I I'm Zach. I appreciate you going first because like I was like I don't know how to like do this like because you know obviously I'm familiar with your scale but like I didn't want to overrate it I didn't want to undersell it. Um, no, do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. I, I gotta do. Yeah, I gotta be. I gotta be honest. Uh, I gotta be like Saka. I gotta be you know true to myself here. And uh, I, I was thinking originally like a three, a three point three, but I feel like that's too low, especially as we talked through it all. We just did like a couple hours of a podcast on it. Like I, I like this episode. I think I'm gonna go a little lower than Jacob, but not like again because I can ding it for anything. I just it didn't have that you know like oomph, like that special it factor. I'm just gonna go three point five. Nice three point five solid. The listeners, uh, they're a little bit lower than the two of you, mm-hmm. uh, but that's all right. Uh, they're wrong. Uh, they're at a 3.41. I'm at a 3.75. Wow. This episode is like good. I cannot have it like, you know, go into the upper echelon of episodes because, right. yeah, you're right, Brandon. It does not have that like classic moment. It does not like move the story forward. We're not, we haven't been building up to it, but I think that this might be my favorite just like one off episode. I'm trying to think if there's another one that is just like random adventure that's as good. Well, you uh, gave the headband a 3.8 if I recall correctly. Uh yeah, but like that one's, you know, season intro. Like that like that one like oh, it true, feels true. like a bit more special. Mm-hmm. Uh for just like random like doesn't matter episode, like I think that this is uh at least like very high up there for me. Uh, it's going to leave the episode at a 3.57. So solid episode, uh, like all around there. Uh, And then I think we're going to have like a decent battle. Uh, Usually when we get a good episode, we get a bad battle, but I think this battle is pretty good. So as we get into the battle of the battle rankings, um, I will remind people that you can always write in your scores, avatar at postshowrecaps.com or tweet us at postshowrecaps to give us your scores uh, for the episodes or the battles. Uh, but yeah, this week we have the fight between Sokka and Sokka's master. Um, it was fun. Uh, it took up like, uh, you know, a decent chunk at the end. There were some clever things. I'm obviously not as high on this battle as I am the episode. Uh, there are a lot of better battles, but I did like seeing swords take, uh, like a big fight in the battle. Like we've seen a bending. We've explored bending. It was cool to see something else. I'm giving this battle a 3.4. I liked it. Uh, didn't love it. Uh, but there you go. That's my score. Uh, Brandon, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. I-, I thought it was fun to have a battle not center- centered around bending with a main character um, and to get mm-hmm. Sokka involved, especially because it's like, you know, how much can he always get involved if it's a bigger kind of battle? Um, the opponent's really cool. Piendo, I think, is really cool. Um, so there's yeah. a lot of cool factors in here. But it, like, it's not, you know, an amazing epic battle, especially when you rank it against a lot of the other ones in the show. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to give us, I'll give us a 3.3. Yeah, yeah, and, and like that B range. Uh, yeah, makes sense to me. Uh, Zach, where are you at? I think I'm a little higher on this fight than the both of you. I'm going to give this a 3.5 out of 4. I really enjoyed the tutelage of Pianda with Sokka, and the fight overall just landed for me. And I like remembered this fight in my head prior to the episode, which I don't for a lot of fights, if I'm being honest. So, yeah, yeah. so I'll give it a 3.5 out of 4. Well, there you go. That makes the average so easy. I don't even need a calculator uh, with me in the middle there. It's a 3.4 uh, for the fight. Uh, so there you go. 3.57 for the episode, 3.4 for the fight. Both both solid. Uh, both yep. really good there. 
Yeah. Uh, the last thing we have for you uh, this week is uh, is our tea quartet. Uh, we've been doing some fun tea quartets recently. Uh, you know, we did some on uh, the different uh, the different like orders of no not orders of operation. Different. This is math signs. Math Math operations. Operations. Math operations. We did some on uh, some math operations. Uh, and yeah, I, I also, uh, we did get some feedback on that. Maybe I'll, I'll say, uh, Davis, comma, will, uh, you know, a mathematician himself said that multiplication ought to have been water, uh, because you can get a huge change by multiplying by a big, uh, number, or you can, uh, multiply less than one and you've shrunk the number. So I think I was wrong. I think multiplication probably is water. Uh, but that's not what we're here. That's old business. Uh, we're here to talk about the NFC East. Uh, what would be better to talk about in football than in the podcast with uh, Brandon? So we have the NFC East. We have the Cowboys, the Giants, the football teams, and the Eagles. Uh, let's slot them into some bending types. I think uh, there's I, a one really obvious one, and then the rest okay. I'll let like Brandon take over because even I'm 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 an NFL casual, but the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys are 100% fire nation. Yes, in fact, you could even say like Jerry Jones yes. is like Sozin or like Ozan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think Sozin might be right because he's so old. He's so yeah. ancient, yes. he should be out of it by now, but he's still there. So yeah, uh, yeah. This was so clear. Uh, when this like idea was percolating, I was like, okay, very obvious. The first one, Fire Nation, Cowboys. Great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. People like them, or some people like them, but they have the most obnoxious fan base yes. out of any team. They're like the Golden Uh-oh. State Warriors of the NBA, of the NFL. So yeah, definitely yeah. the Cowboys are the Fire Nation here. I mean, Brandon, do you disagree? No. No, Zach, you nailed that. You said it better than I could. I love it. I love you <laughs> nailing that. Um, there we go. Uh, it's great. I actually do. This is, might sound crazy. I do a podcast weekly with a Cowboys fan, even though, you know, obviously mm-hmm. I'm about the Eagles. It's, it's on our podcast feed. It's called the NFC East Mixtape. So we podcast about this division literally every single week. So it's only appropriate uh, that we talk about it here. But uh, I, I say he's secretly an Eagles fan because I feel like he is. But um, but yeah, the Cowboys are the villains. They're the bad guys, obviously. It kind of makes sense, too, from like a football standpoint. Like They have a lot of good offensive players. Like They have a lot of offensive firepower you could call it a lot of people use that okay. term so it kind of yeah. works on that level too if we're so if we're like are there any cowboys fans listening and you, like you don't want to be the bad guys you don't want to be the fire nation if you want to spin a positive on it you, that's your positive for you <laughs> there you go perfect nice. yeah they're they're loaded with the firepower uh yeah that's a that's a good way to spin it uh i think <laughs> it's probably the fans uh and like the fact that you know they play in jerry world and all that that uh, makes them the fire nation yes. but yeah uh yeah i think yeah, it's it's not super clear uh, to me. I came up with some like pretty bad reasons for the other ones, okay. but I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. Uh, is there is there any other one that seems obvious to you before like I start <laughs> giving some like bad reasons for why things would be one way or the other? So again, maybe it's because I'm in Brender, but I put the Eagles as air. I mean, you know, the bird aesthetic is obviously there. Yeah. Um. There's, there's another kind of silly reason that I have here, and it's that. Historically, the Eagles have like wanted to throw the ball. Like their owner, Jer- Jeffrey Lurie, actually wants them to like, he wants the team to be built around passing the ball. And that's kind of how the NFL works nowadays anyway. There's a lot of passing more than ever. Um, so I feel like that's like, it's, it's silly, but it's a, it's a bird and they want to throw the ball. So <laughs> they're my airbenders. 
Yeah, that you know, that I was right there with you uh, with the Airbenders. I I do think that their like pass offense last year was like very bad. Uh, so yes, maybe they should it was. Like, <laughs> maybe they should get away from the Airbending because I'm not sure how successful it was last year. But uh, hey, uh, yeah, they're they're the Airbenders. My my reason for the uh, the WFT Washington football team. I had them as my waterbender only because they Ooh. changed their name. Uh, and because I feel like they're always going through change. They'd never have really anything stable. Like, I'm not even sure I could like tell you like the last time they've like had stability at their positions. Uh, whereas like, yeah, I feel like the Giants, at least like when they had Eli Manning, like you knew what you were getting, you were getting mediocrity. Uh, so. <laughs> um so yeah but but i i saw your reaction uh tell me tell me what you're thinking here uh between the the giants and the football team so i have the football team which you know again how funny is it that we're just acting like this is like a normal thing to call a team yeah (laughs) the washington football team well it's like wft do people say that like it sounds weird like do you have to say football team every time like that's like quite a lot to say I guess so. Yeah, I guess I really do. Uh, Washington. I, I guess I don't even. Yeah, I don't even track it at this point. But um, I had them as my Earthbenders actually. Um, part of it's the aesthetic. Like they have like a burgundy slash brown color. Like it's a very like, yeah. earth kind of tone colors, at least more so than the other teams, as opposed to like bright colors. So that's part of it. And also the thing to know about like the Washington football team, like last year, their defense was really good and they were really physical. And I can kind of just like the defensive line is specifically really good. So I kind of saw that from them, just being like this really physical team okay yeah uh i you know i'll defer to the expert here uh tell me why this makes the giants the waterbender is it like kind of like (sighs) the last one left okay yeah it's, yeah. it's kind of like that. Um, I, I wrote down like they're kind of. I felt like the water tribe was like could be kind of weaker. You know, they didn't have like this big kingdom like the Earth Kingdom did or any other yeah. Fire Kingdom. So it's kind of like that. Although they're, they're near New York, but like uh, they're also located near water, which is like really weak. But like they're near <laughs> the exact river. Um, I, but here's what I kind of came up with them. Uh, this is what I felt better about. I feel like the Giants are a team that's been energy bended. Like their their bending was like taken away because. <laughs> <laughs> they have the worst record in the NFL tied with the Jets since 2017. So they're just really bad. They don't even deserve bending. Damn. So they're just non-benders. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Wow. Uh, I think your bias <laughs> might be showing, uh, you know, hopefully the Giants fans don't, uh, don't riot at, at the slander here, but there you go. So we have the most obvious, uh, Cowboys fire nation. We got the Eagles being our airbenders. We have the Earth being the Washington football team, and we have the water being the Giants. Uh, that's our T quartet. A lot of fun to do these sillier ones, like especially when like none of, none of the things matter. Like they're all meaningless. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, uh, but great. That's all we have for you this week, Brendan. Thank you so much for coming on. This was an absolute blast to talk some Avatar with you. Uh, where can people keep up with you and check out all the things that you're doing uh, over there on the SB Nation stuff? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I've been listening, you know, since day one over here, day one listener. Uh, I found this podcast because uh, I, I, I'm a big Survivor fan, so you know, I'm, in, I'm yeah. actually had Rob on our podcast like years ago. Um, I don't think the episode's up anymore. There's a there's a whole thing about that, but um, nothing on Rob's end. It's on our end. 
But uh, so so it's it's been awesome to uh, be involved with this in any capacity. Love Rob, love the podcast, love post show recaps, love Josh. Uh, I've been listening to the Lost uh, Down the Hatch uh, yes. podcast. It's been fun to relive that show here. It's been fun to li- relive Avatar with you guys. So I'm nice. it's, it's an honor to be on. Uh, thanks for having me. And then, yeah, as far as all the plugs and everything, bleedingyournation.com is the website. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brandon Gowton. You can check out uh, the podcast associated with, with Bleeding Green Nation, same name. Just search that anywhere you can get your podcast. And then check out for more general NFL coverage, uh, this is the SB Nation NFL show. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to your cities too. I love Chicago a lot. It's one of my favorite cities. And Zach, sorry, I haven't been to Vancouver, but I did go to, uh, Victoria, British Columbia a couple of years oh, ago and it was really beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, so, so there we go. Those are, that's everything. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell Chicago in a second that, that you said, <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, of course. Um, anyway, this is, this is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being a fan. It's been, uh, it's been great to, get to do the podcast, get feedback from people. So thanks so much. Uh, Zach, where can people keep up with stuff you're doing? People can find me on Twitter at ZachMohammed32. And where can they find you, Jacob? At JK Redmond. You can also catch me talking Scooby-Doo with Felipe over on Brazilian Dragons, where we have lots of fun talking silly stuff over there. Uh, yeah. Next week, we'll be talking back to talk about the beach. Uh, let's go to the beach. Uh, great episode of Avatar. I'm very excited to get into that one. Another episode that doesn't necessarily drive the plot forward, but is an absolute iconic episode. So very excited there. Uh, that's all we have for you this week. Until next time. Bye. Peace out, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.